Sound is on and we are live. Hello, good evening and welcome to Friday. Welcome to Garblag Games. It's Friday. You've got to get down on Sound Friday. Sound is on and we are live. So, hi, welcome to Traveller, uh, episode two, Ren Space, where we are going to pick up from where we left off at the end of last week. Now, last week, our intrepid adventurers picked up their new ship and started casting about for some happy, fun little adventurers that they might be interested in doing. Uh, joining me this evening, wow, thanks, Onamichi, thousand bits in the box. Yeah. So, uh, where are we? Oh, now you've got a reroll already. Chat has high faith in me. Uh, everybody's Ooh, I got one too. They're all coming oh, okay. in. Okay, so okay. joining me tonight, we've got Nye and Vero and Pat and Lee who are playing their characters, and Nye is playing. Er, Pavlo. I didn't need to add my name just before we started because I'd forgotten it. Uh, Kip Pavlov is a scientist from the Magnate Union of Sunka, which mm -hmm. is a sort of uh, technocratic organization. And he's a genius, right? Yeah. Just, you know, kind of a scatterbrained one that doesn't really like working. And what did he discover last week? Uh, I discovered, I mean, he discovered iguana bunnies and he was very happy with them. And that's all he needed to discover. No, uh, uh, yeah, no, he discovered them and I think he picked up some mealworms for them. And I think uh, he's been used as the, like, the name of being the owner of the ship. But that's Vero's character that is the actual, like, person in charge i don't know not in charge vero bankrolled that's it so right. vero Terra, tell us about your character yeah i'm playing the marcus of before and what did she do last week uh, she proved that um she doesn't know anything about real life or the value of money <laughs> Uh, um, but who does know the value of money is Lee. Hey, so hello. I mean, well, so I'm playing Priscilla Pavlova Hex. You can call her Percy for short, though. And she's also an, uh, from Uthis, but uh, a, a slightly different background. She's an entertainer turned agent. And now she's with this Motley crew. And yeah, last week we had a bit of a run in with some people who are definitely chasing their heads and we are trying to evade the Nightfall Enterprises mercenaries as we duck through a polity that their patron is at war with and trying to just pick up, a, pick up some missions, pick up a little something to do that'll give us a cover for heading progressively further away from the people we do not want to be near. And that's and right. I you was left. very Where naughty. Was it you left? I was very naughty opening a box. You did. You opened the box. Uh, where was it that you left? It was... Quawat. The... No, it wasn't Quawat. Quawat was one of the ones you thought about We left the shipyard. To... It was the we were ship... at the shipyard. It was the shipyard that you'd left because you just picked yes. up your ship we, and we you headed for... the shipyard. 
Cnaeus in the consensus of Atia. We are in Qua- uh, the spaceport of Quawat. It was Quawat, yes, you made it to Quawat. The spaceport. The spaceport. Yeah, we didn't thereof. go. But you didn't go so. down because it's horrible. Yeah. There. Yeah, and there was that archaeologist. And there was I the archaeologist now, yes. who the Marquess was talking to and had arranged to transport to Cnaeus. Um, in the process of such arrangements, what else had been arranged? Pat, and who did it? Uh, okay, all right. Um, so we, uh, uh, we arranged that uh, we would get... Um, sorry. We arranged for the uh, archaeologist to uh, join us at the very least on our way to the next uh, next plant uh, sector over, um, or sec- uh, not sector system over. And uh, we also arranged for the transport of a uh, box by some shady dude who uh, who um, <clears throat> well wants us to drop it off to his exact copy uh, on the. Uh, the other system and uh yeah that was uh, orchestrated by veronique uh veronique's character sorry uh the mockass who uh deftly caroused with this uh implacable figure and uh managed to secure a uh very fruitful uh hopefully uh transport gig for us while we were on the one from nightfall who worked for the empire that uh i'm trying to run from okay so Starting then with um, the Marquess and Hawa, you guys were out on the station, weren't you? No, we were back in the ship and I was calling the uh, archaeologist to get his ass in the spaceship because we were leaving in an hour. You were quite right. You had just calmed the archaeologist. Did he give you his name? I wouldn't have cared to ask. I don't think he did. Would there have been one on the listing? Yes. His We're name is no Dr. Atticus. <laughs> and his assistant is called Stephen. <laughs> uh, so he's making his way to the, st- to the ship to get on board and unbeknownst to the rest of you um, round the back of the fighter on the sly a certain agent spy had just used a mysterious ancient device in their possession to crack open the sealed box that you've been asked to transport to Cnaeus and so this big black box that's like three briefcases in thickness hisses open slightly with a, after, for a click of the magnetic locks disengaging and as it opens up there are a set of stages inside so they sort of open out to the side and as it does these stages open up in a little accordion style and inside there are a, difficult to give an exact number but dozens of small glass or perspex looking boxes each of which is about two inches square each of which contains some kind of gas and a couple of bits of a sort of bluish 
powder. Do I recognize? Do I recognize anything I'm seeing here? This is totally unfamiliar to you. I mean, the gas could be like an inert storage medium. All right. You need a scientist to check it over. And I have a scientist to check it over. I would like to attempt to close it as I opened it, or is my device not going to be cooperative in that endeavor? Well, you can close it, yeah, quite easily. The magnetic locks don't re-engage, so you can oh. just pop it open. Wait, but so oh, but so the magnetic log locks do not re-engage? No, when you close the box, the magnetic locks don't re-engage. So it would be quite clear to anybody that the box has been tampered with. If you were to hand it to them in its current state, yes. I like to imagine that you did like the technological equivalent of like cutting open a sealed letter and you're now trying to get like the dry wax to go back on that like it's not going on. Shit, no shit shit shit. shit. Yeah. Purse is, is gonna, you know, think about this and determining that better to know what it is to make sure we're not, you know, I don't know, delivering a bomb, uh, than to be sure that the tamper proof seal is fixed just yet. I will take this to the lab. I'll ring up again and I'll be like Hey, hey, Doc. We just, um, you look at something really quickly for me? Gonna, like, pull the door. I'd like to imagine it's a sliding door. Just back a little bit, peek his head out. I, yes, I, I like, I, 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 like, poke the briefcase through and then try and, like, shoulder my way into the room. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I just need to lay this down somewhere. He's probably, he's probably going to allow it because you've given him something and he's like, hmm, he's got yeah. Also because he's about it. as strong as a stick of wet salad. That is also the yeah. truth. He's not going to prep a fight. I, I lay it down on the table and I'm going to say, so... So inside the lab, you're quite interested to, to notice that there's a large sort of glass terrarium <laughs> in which yeah. there are a number of these sort of rodent lizard hybrid creatures... One large one and four small ones. I'm like, are those new? No, they were always <laughs> here. No, they came with I the shrug ship. and I'm like, well, I've never been in the lab. And I will exactly. put down the uh, briefcase and I'll say, we're being paid a smuggling amount of money to transfer the contents of this box. They are uh -huh. completely alien to me. I would like you to determine if they are dangerous in any way or anything else you can divine about them. Okay. If you wouldn't mind, thank you so much, dear doctor. Open the box, and I'd like to science. You would like to science? Uh, science. Do you have a particular kind of science that you'd like to use? Depends. Well, my particular sciences work. Uh, let's have a look. I have... I mean, chemistry would be an obvious opener. I don't have chemistry. I just have... I have physics, history, economics, and cybernetics. I don't have... Wait, why do I have history as a... Never mind. Historical science. Uh, so I could just roll plain science and take a penalty on it, I assume. Uh, you could roll physics. Um, okay. And ro roll physics at minus one rather than default science. Yeah, no bother. Because you're running it through a sort of mass spectrometer. Yeah, I was going to say... Uh, a six is what I got. So a failure, I presume. So six is not a success, but you've got a reroll that you could use. Okay, I shall use it because this sounds important. If I used science as a base, would I would that be better, or is that just not going to work at all? Uh, no, it'll work, uh, but your okay. science basic skill isn't as good as physics minus one. Is it not? Am I supposed to have a level in physics? Because I just have level zero. Oh, okay. So yeah, your your base that you'd have my. You'd have all of them at level zero, so science would be at minus one, so it'd be minus two. Okay. 
Okay, if you were that's to just it. plain science it. I would still, I still actually would do better. My science is a three. <laughs> so I, 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 I'm getting one better. So I'll just roll science, but add the minus two. I tell Oh, shit. Okay, running it through the, the mass spec. Um, these cubes are made out of transparent aluminium. It's not glass. Mm -hmm. So they're incredibly resilient, really durable. Looks like glass, almost as tough as metal. Uh, the gas inside is a noble gas. Looks like argon, mm -hmm. based on the readings. But the crystals are giving off readings that you've never seen before. Ah, okay. Uh, so your first glance at them, you know, probably copper sulfate. Totally mm -hmm. is not copper sulfate. There, mm. There's some kind of silicate-based substance, but it's not one that you're familiar with. It doesn't ha show up on any reef reference tables that you've ever looked at, and it's not a substance that you've encountered before. Okay. Well, I shall relay this information to Percy. Um, would I... Would I'd be correct in assuming that the argon was just a, a screen like to absorb any radiation or potential uh, argon's harmful. used as like a, a yeah, holding yeah. thing to prevent any yeah. kind of reactivity yeah exactly yeah, yeah okay so i'll just like move them aside like disinterested and be like yes this i do not know what this is i've never seen There's this before. probably about one gram of powder in each of these two inch cubes mm. how many were there again uh, a dozen, did you say? No, you, there, there were dozens. Oh, dozens. Okay. Yeah. And, and dear doctor, I'm assuming this doesn't present any obvious danger to us. They're not an explosive compound. We haven't been exposed to any pathogens. Let me put it like this. It is not an obvious danger, but it's not an obvious not danger. Oh, right. Probably well, 180 boxes looking at the number of them. Oh, wow. You've, you've got three <laughs> racks, each of which have got three by ten squares. Hmm. I would I would mention this. We are supposed to deliver this unopened and untampered with, so I would be careful with any tests you run, but after you're satisfied, if you could try and find a way to re-engage the magnetic lock, that would be solely appreciated. Uh I could certainly try. I tampered with electronic locks in, in university for I'm, no reason. So, yes. I'm sure you did. But what are you going to do with this sample that you've got out then? I'll kind of look at Percy. Look at, look at Percy. I didn't have a thought to myself and shake my head and think human testing would probably be inappropriate. <laughs> There's no ethics will, committees yeah. in space. <laughs> nah, I don't think that. Like, you probably got told off too many times for that. No ethics committees in space, yeah. Yes. Hmm. Uh, he, he'll pocket. He'll pocket one of the samples, and then he'll start futzing around with the the magnet lock. Okay. Even right. though he was told not to leave anything unintact, but that's just yeah. How so, do you do this like after I'm not looking, or you just do that shit straight in front of me? I, I'll do it after you're not looking. He has enough sense to know that he right, shouldn't. Yeah, yeah but um, he's he's conniving enough to right, to want to yeah, keep a sample. I'll, I'll peace out from the lab, and uh, you know, I guess just I'm expecting um, we're expecting guests, right? That's right. Yes. Um, um, right. So, Pharaoh and 
Pat, you guys are back on the ship. Yeah, I'm probably going to be the welcoming committee for our friend. <laughs> Percy comes out of the lab into the, the landing bay where you're you're getting ready to greet this archaeologist as he, he comes on board. And he comes sort of tottering through. Uh, he's wearing shorts on a space station. But he's got a little mask over his face. His nose is sticking out over the top of it. He, he's quite dishevelled and disorganised. Uh, it's probably because he's got such a, a big white bushy moustache that his mask has slipped. And he's wearing little round glasses. No need for them because you could have your eyes fixed very easily. So, so he's clearly wearing them as some kind of affectation, you think. Uh, and he's dressed like he's going on maybe a butterfly hunt. So like a, a vest with loads of pockets and a T-shirt. A safari, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, behind him, looking considerably more normal, is a young man with sort of bowl-cut hair down to here, wearing the, the clothes of someone from the Higinos administration. So he's got like a big great coat. Uh, and underneath that, he's wearing like a long caftan. He does have a furry hat. Not a very big one, though. It's like a little Ushanka with furry ears that he's got tied up. And he's wearing his mask properly. He's carrying two boxes under each arm, two boxes in each hand, and an enormous rucksack that looms over his head. And if he leans forward too much, would probably knock him over. Excellent. Meanwhile, I... the professor himself is carrying a small sample case and a data pad All right. and he comes pottering up the the gangplank of the vindictive bitch hello Hi. hello no, I, I, I pop on my stewardess cap and I say hello and welcome aboard the vindictive bitch please right this way I'm assuming that like you know I got told to give them a nice room or I told you to give them a state room to share Yeah, I'm like come come we have your state room ready for the two of you a yeah, I can help with some, some wow. luggage. Oh, Got it. That, that's wonderful. Um, how how astounding. The vindictive bitch. Extraordinary. So he come, comes along the corridor with you, um, sort of rubbing his fingers along the walls and taking a deep breath near one of the atmospheric scrubbers. It's a, it's a lovely, clean ship and a stateroom. Uh, that's, that's, that's extravagant. Uh, very grateful. Thank you. My word, he says, when, he sh when you show him into the room, because it's, it's actually quite a decent room. He'd be lucky to get a bunk in a shared dormitory in most ships for the price he's paying you. And you've shown him into a private bunk room. Even, even Bolkut looks a little bit shocked at the room. Like visibly sags as he drops the boxes. Careful with those. Careful with them. I'm I'm gonna look him up and down. So so he visits. So the other guy visibly sags when he sees the room. Yeah, he sags in relaxation rather than sags uh, as in I'm depressed at the crap state of this. No, like I'm I'm sad that they gave us. Well, like All oh right. thank God for that. I can finally put this shit down. Yeah. And um, I would I'd be like, oh please, let me help you. Uh, the uh, storage locker is right over here. And I as I do this, I'm trying to get as many surreptitious glances as I can into what they're storing, but also. More importantly, I don't think the professor is really a threat, but is bowl cut, uh, are they strapped? Do they have a weapon of any sort? 
he does have a weapon. Yes, it is a stun pistol that he's wearing on his ankle, you think. Based on the bulge in his trousers there. Either that or he's got the weirdest, squarest goiter you've ever seen. Mm. All right. I mean, I feel like we're kind of a no question asked vessel, so I'm not going to I'm not going to like call that one out. Um, and I'm just going to help him stow the bag. Um, and uh, I'll be like, yes. Uh, so meals will be at this time and this time, according to the data pad. And if you have any need here, please reach out and contact me and I'll leave you two to get settled in. And then I'll, I'll step out and message party members. Um, archaeologist and uh, there's Steve Adora our board. Okay, Pat, Vero, either of you guys want to do anything? So we're ready to leave? Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, I, I think we might be. Good to get the hell out of here. I don't like staying in one place for very long. Now, if I remember rightly, Nye had already punched the calculations for astrogation into the computer. Oh, I can do them again if you'd like. I don't remember if, if you if... did them or not. I don't want to make you do it again no, if you've already done no, it. No, no, I mean, I did them to get to where we are now. Oh, okay, I, right, I that's what I'm thinking, think... yeah. Well, I wasn't sure if it's like I punched them in for several, but I don't, I don't think I would see it in that. the roll history of... Yeah. No. Okay. okay, so we, I, we need I'm, I'm an astrogation small. check so that you can program a route from Quawat to... Oh, not again. Hopefully the sound is still going. My computer has decided now is the time to do the well, thing. I, we seem to do video, dear. Let me check the audio. Yeah, the video will die because what will happen is something's twitched OBS and caused it to... Mm. The audio yeah, is still going through. Sound, sounds good. I, I, I got a 12. So sound is still good. I can fix OBS oh, here. Nice. A few seconds. Just oh, yeah, for the like stuff I'm that. good at, I'm good. <laughs> you are good. Oh, my God. Huh, that's weird. It's moved people's faces along. Window Capture 5, it's sunk me and turned me into Pat. Oh. Well, you know, that just kind of happens to people sometimes if they uh, stay around me long enough. <laughs> oh, I see what's I happened. I mean, look at it's, it's just look what I've already done to poor Lee. <laughs> there we go. Everybody's back in their own places again. And that can be relocked. And we'll transition back there. And we're all back. Hi, thanks for waiting. Right. Night, I believe you just astrogated. Yep. And once he's done with that, he will go, like, literally, like, obviously, in the game, it'll be a bit of time, but for... So you are moving from Quawat. Oh, are people still mixed up? Oh, they are. Yep. You and I alone remain in our proper boxes. So, I, I am Nye and Vero's me, and uh, Nye right. is Vero. <laughs> musical chairs! World's creepiest game of musical chairs. Where we don't right, move. Physically, I mean. 
Vroom, as they say. Well, they don't, but they could if they wanted to. And now Nye's vanished off the side of the screen. There, we, there he is. Hello. Technical professionalism at its finest. There we go. Everybody's back in the right windows. Now, you That's had right. just left Quawat, which is in D7 on our map, which is the bottom of the pink section, if you can see it on the picture down there. And you were heading towards Cnaeus. Now, Cnaeus is in F7, so you're going two steps to the Remwood? Corewood. Spinwood. Space East, right? Yeah. East. Space East. Spiest. <laughs> Spiest, if you will. Spiest. Spiest. So you're headed to Kaneos, which is um, just between those two large capital planets in the light blue section that you can see there on our map. Uh, Kaneos is uh, a luxury planet. Nice atmosphere, ocean world with a nice warm temperature, participatory democracy, a very, very dull and uninteresting leader. Uh, but 356 million people living there. Lots of seafood on offer, nice holiday stuff. They like their luxury goods. They export fashion. They are one of the fashion centers of the entire sector. This is the place to go if you are a fashionista. It's like Space Milan. I'll make sure to put on my best fineries before I step out. Uh, just one thing to consider, law level is 10. Yes, uh, they do not like guns, knives, sharp sticks, armor. Damn it. Mm. And if I'm wearing a cloth that is otherwise indistinguishable from clothing, can I still rock that? You can rock that, but if you get searched then and they start like poking around, they're going, hmm, this feels like ballistic cloth, then they might get a little bit shirty. Oh, the starport is an advanced one. It's one of the finest starports in the sector. It has a naval base, a research base, a traveler's aid society, and a, a high-tech outfitting and refueling station which is something quite nice to see. But it's going to take you about a week to get there. So if you've got any training, you can stick an extra... Is it one week per parsec? Yes. And you're going so two, two parsecs, so it's two weeks. So you've got two weeks worth of time in jump space that you can put onto your training regime for whatever you were hoping to improve. And while you're in that two weeks, going through jump space, what do you want to do? You've got time. Um, I would. Sorry. Uh, Pat. What? Well, I wasn't even going to speak. I would like to science the the weird stuff. Really, no, you don't say. <laughs> All right. Well, first, I, I'll do the magnetic walk first, and then people can do their own stuff because I'll. I'm happy doing that. Okay. Well, make a physics check for the maglock then. Okie doke. No, uh, no penalty or anything. Nope, no penalty. Okay. It's probably not going to be good, though. Oh, a nine. There we go. Not the worst. Okay, so there is no maglock. That's the problem. There's no magnetism ah. here. 
this should be an inductive electromagnet really really simple thing for you to reactivate just by re putting charge through it you hook it up to all kinds of machines and wires and stuff there is no trace of any magnetism being induced within the maglock it's like it's lost the ability to be magnetic okay i would like to my second thing would be can i lock this thing in a fashion that creates the illusion of a maglock can i oh god can i trick whoever is going to be you guys use the alien thing but flip it over <laughs> yeah i mean if you if because you, i guess i've never i don't know if i've shown uh the good doctor my alien thing oh you'd never get I it back it. Oh, he yeah, would yeah, take yeah. that. Yeah, but do you do you <laughs> reveal like I mean if yeah, like I my I mean Priscilla is not trying to like hold out here, so if you let me know like you're having trouble with it, I could come by. Well Can I is that possible, Ben, what I've just said? Is there a way I could fool someone into thinking it had been locked in the initial fashion? Mm, no, because the initial no. faction requires that sort of sense of magnetism. Yeah. Okay. So you need something that would hold it closed but would also release when they activated the maglock. So right, you'd okay. either need to work yeah. on some kind of electrostatic charge. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Some kind of my own magnetic lock on top of the existing or one. Or sticking but... a new magnet in, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's my other theory. Just replacing a fucking huge magnet. Uh, yeah, Those I guess big I'll... big U-magnets, like yeah. Wiley Coyote uses. See, as I Tape know, it to the outside. Yeah, he, I think after, like, because that sounds like a lot of work, he'd probably just hand it back to you and go, ah, uh, no. Oh, chat magnetic. are correcting us and saying it is one week per jump. Okay. So regardless of distance, because you've got a two-jump yes. ship, you can do a jump of two in one week. So it is one week of training and practice. There's a fun trick you can pull where you make someone think that you've left by jumping to the precise spot you're in because you're going to drop out a week later anyway. Uh -huh. Time I'm for going us. to give Percy the box and say, I cannot fix this. There is no trace of magnetism. Well, Do you still see. have the little cube? I'm going to whip yeah. out... Yeah. I'm going to whip out my... Uh, 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 yeah, I mean, I guess I wouldn't think to ask So I, before you mention that, so I don't. I just whip out my alien thing and I try and, like, uh, apply it to the lock. So Perseus breaks out this little device, statue, bathroom tile thing. It's like a little square of some kind of super dense material. And starts waving it around near the box. Uh, it, it's, it's got like a, a sphere in the center of it. So it's like a, a silvery gray box with a small sphere embedded in the middle of it. That's kind of a bluish color. What is that? Eyes like. I'm like, oh, you know, a little of this, a little of that. Um, is it, is it? Thanks, Pat. And uh, I kind of, I kind of look at the doctor, and I, and I look at the animals, and I'm like, so when did you get those? I don't remember no, them bringing anything aboard. I want, I want that. I want it. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, I, I'm sure you do, but uh, and I'm trying to. If, if I hold it up in the same way I held it up before, does it do anything? Uh, on the same box? Yeah. No, it does not. I try and, like, rotate it in my hand or something and, like, squeeze it. Like, am I getting anything? 
when you squeeze it, yes, it does seem to have some kind of effect. Uh, the handle of the box... Oh, God. ...starts to demolecularize. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to hand it to the doctor and say, Doctor, I think this is your department. Yeah, it looks like... Uh, no, make a, make a physics roll. I'm loving this. Also, physics is not as good as my base science, but I love it. Well, it should be your base science plus one, shouldn't it? I don't know. I just, it just it says seems level weird zero. that you've got science at three, but physics at zero. Well, the total is three. The, the, science, the science level is only level one. Okay. I'm just really bright, so that's why it's so hard. Well, if science is better, you can make a science roll. Just okay. seems odd that your physics no, is lower. It's just it's it's intellect that's so high or education that's yeah. That that's why my bonus. science is like crazy good, but not the actual skills themselves. Right. Uh, I don't mind. I if if you prefer physics, well, I think it, physics it, does work better because it yeah, is a physics totally thing. Yeah, of course. Oh well, I got an eleven. I think I already rolled and got an eight, but I got an eleven. So pick whatever one. You okay. Well, prefer. it would appear that this thing is capable of fun affecting fundamental forces. Ah. If it was able to demagnetize a ferrous metal, um, once uh, it's put yeah. under pressure, it appears to also be affecting the weak force holding the atoms together in the handle of the box. The handle of the box is kind of slightly dissolved, but there's yeah, no sign of where those particles have gone. The, yeah, because the bonds that have They've literally kept atomized. the atoms together. Yeah, okay. Percy, where, where, where did you get that? Now, out of, I'm not necessarily going to tell the doctor, but where did I get that? Or is that something to be established later? Uh, that was uh, It was an item that you got in one of your um, history roles, wasn't it? When you were building your character. Yes, you had a life event that ended up with you getting a piece of alien tech. Uh, we never really gave all the details of that yeah. mysterious life event. So you could... You could tell the doctor now the exciting tale of your life event. Yeah, I think I'm going to save that for next time. And I'm going to say, all right. So um, I was meaning to let everyone know that we'd had a look in the box once we'd fixed things with the box. The doctor is not staring at He's staring right at the, the device and is just like, uh-huh. Uh. <laughs> I'm like, listen, listen, if that box isn't fixed, we're going to have a lot of problems with some people who probably don't want to have any problems with. What? What? Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, yes. The box. I, I, yes. I, I like I like I like I like hide the the device behind my back, and I see. How, did you, are you like looking, trying to look behind me? No, no, no. Once it's out of sight, like he's he's seen you. You could break him in half like a twix. Like uh, there's I, nothing I, he can do if he wanted to take I, it off you. I, I, I point, I point, and I'm like, what can you do to fix? What can you do to fix this? Oh, oh, the box. Oh, oh, oh it's completely fucked. Yes, your 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 magic toy has. You basically have a cheat sheet to the universe. It can break fundamental forces and make it its bitch. So there's not very much I can I can do. And I'm like, and you can't manufacture a counterfeit and replace the top of the box? I I could, but think of it this way. If you locked your house and then someone broke the lock and I came in and replaced the lock, the key that you had to come back to your house with wouldn't work for the new lock that I made. So you can't make an exact replica of it? I, I could. Would is it just a magnetic lock 
bent or is it like an actual key key thing it's, it looks to be just a magnetic lock so you've got oh, some okay. kind of yeah. um magnetic lock that has right. some kind of way of unlocking it you and reckon what? it's probably fingerprint based on your previous okay yeah assessment like, all right so I'm you could let... just make an entirely new box Yep, like, I can do that. Listen, I need to go uh, handle our guests, but we should let everybody know what we're doing here in case they have any insights and in case things have to get complicated with our little exchange. I'm going to, you know, let them know. Uh, what can we tell them about what's in that box? Is it dangerous? What are we involved in? Hmm. Well, it's not not dangerous, but it's also not dangerous because I don't know what it does. It is in a flux of dangerous sonosity. Okay, so I now don't... the box is slightly open all the time. Uh, yeah. You can see that the, the little boxes inside, the these little crystal grains inside them are sort of sticking to the sides of boxes near where the other boxes are. So these boxes are in three racks down each side of the case. When you open the case, those come out as these little racks but each row is like three across and ten along and what you can see is that the these sort of crystal grains are congregating in little groups of four as the the grains move towards the greatest concentration of other grains okay well uh if you want to tell that's fine i will get pottering about with the lock and uh, yeah and he's just gonna like close it and toodle off into the lab again and start futzing with it. Alright, I'm going to let everyone know, uh, like, hey, you might want to swing by the lab. The doctor has some things to share about our cargo. Well, me, Awa, the archaeologists, everyone, like, just the comms, no, I well, okay. So I was so. Do we have like personal like ways like message each other using that sort of a thing? Yeah, yeah. You could just message each other. I mean, we're talking tech level beyond our own, and we can do that now. So you can absolutely yeah. message each other this on is, your this personal is just data a, this devices. This is just the crew. Yeah, I'm not inviting the passengers. If anything, I would go check it on the passengers and make sure they're not snooping around. Uh, the professor, the archaeologist, Doctor Atticus. He seems quite keen to sit and go through books. Uh, sometimes he'll do it in his room. Sometimes he'll go and do it in the lounge that you have on the ship, but not in the evening when it gets too loud. Because of mm. Hawa and her karaoke. Excellent. So he, he's sort of reading and writing in these little old-fashioned journals and has his device nearby for reference and stuff as well. Stephen has made use of the fact that he's not being asked to do very much to go for a run and make use of your facilities. Yeah, he's more than welcome to. He's eating like he's, he's not had a great deal of food recently and he's kind of trying to make up for it. I'm going to try and drink him under the table. It does not take you very long. You know that whole... <laughs> I think it's starting to affect me. I can feel something in my fingertips. He's there. He might be a graduate student, but he's a total lightweight. Well, well, we're going to grab him by the collar and make him sing a Bohemian Rhapsody on the karaoke. <laughs>
anything else you want to do during this week while you travel? Uh, Lee, sorry, not Lee, Persilius tells you that the doctor has something to show you in the lab. Alright, well, yeah, I, I guess. Go over. I will put I mean, the. Not that I care because the transaction was done under the doctor's uh, professor's names. <laughs> I, I will have put the little box that I felched back in when they all come in, but I do plan to take the same box back and put it in my pocket when they leave, just so it looks symmetrical. So the lab is probably, after the bar, the next most lived in looking room in the ship. Because the. The doctor's hardly left this place since he got here. There are machines set up and running that were under covers before. Things have been repurposed from drug lab into forensics-style lab machinery. I'm going to look around to see if there are any drugs left. I have one of those things that goes bzz, 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 you know, like the <laughs> ball of electricity, because every lab has to have one, of Naturally. course. Yeah. Uh, do you want to make an investigation check then, Vero? See if you can find yes. any drugs. I mean, if you want drugs, I can just make some. Yeah. Just two. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, no, this place has been very thoroughly cleaned of drugs. Even the, the hiding places that you identify that would be great places to store your drugs are empty. Uh, however... During your investigation, you become very aware of the fact that somehow, at some point in the last week, the doctor has come by an enormous glass terrarium full of <laughs> lizard rabbit things. Hey, uh, can, can I get one, like, to carry in a little bag with me? <laughs> Uh, yes, yes, of course. They, they, they should be, uh, they should be close to being weaned from their mother. So yes, yes, that's that's quite possible. What do they taste I'm gonna, like? I'm gonna take the the rot, uh, the runt of the litter, like the Aww. tiniest one. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm gonna call it macaroon. Aww. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, And I'm gonna put it in my handbag. Like I'm going to now. I'm going to keep very stern eyes, though, on the person that just said, what do they taste like? Just a very <laughs> slow turn. And then pulling the terrarium slightly closer to I, one's I, I'm body. I'm going to, like, feed it the olive from my uh, bloody Caesar. <laughs> oh. my bag. I'm very glad that I've, <laughs> that I've, I've given the marquee. Yes, I'm quite happy. Uh, yes, so you've all been gathered here. Here is the box. Yeah, the box, yeah. the sealed box that you picked up. He just opens it. Yep. It looks like the handle's the fuck? been, like, blasted or evaporated or something. The lock isn't Wait. functioning. And he just opens the whole box. Ta-da! Uh, you, 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 better, you better fix it because, you know, a transaction was done under your name. Oh, I can fix it. It's not an issue. I, this'll take, like... A day at most. Back neck locks are easy to do. So what you see when you open the box, when he opens the box, is that there are three racks on either side of the box, each of which contains 30 small cubes about two inches across. Same inert gas, same little blue crystals. Um, by the time you guys are shown what's going on, these little crystals are forming little fractal patterns on each tray. So they're arranging Ooh. themselves into these little iterative patterns 
through the glass. So the glass acts as a barrier, but each individual box is forming part of a pattern that when looked at together forms oh, a larger pattern. If you pull a box out, the pattern well, shifts new. to accommodate. Hmm. Slowly, it's not like it suddenly snaps into a new configuration. But over a period of about three or four minutes, if you remove one of the boxes, the pattern of the crystals in the other boxes shuffles around. So it's the world's most boring lava lamp. Got it. I'm going to try and like, who's a good macaroon? Ooh, that's a good macaroon. <laughs> yes. So and then he'll start going into ridiculously detail about the, the clear aluminium and the and the and the the little fractal patterns and stuff complete like just science mumbo jumbo honey, honey yes, it's great yes. that you're brilliant and all right but uh -huh, i don't want yes. to know what these are we were okay. not supposed to find out what these were we were not supposed to open the box and see them right i mean I, i'm glad that we found out it's not like a bomb or something we're carrying and we're not going to be engaged in some sort of terrorist attack or something but shit I don't know what these boxes are. We the broke upside, the goddamn crate. <laughs> the upside is, neither do I. I have no idea what this material's function is. For all we know, it could be a bomb that can destroy a planet, or it could just be next somebody's lunch. I have no idea. Oh, all the more reason to get it off our hands. Okay, well, I can fix the magnetic lock, no problem. The handle will be a little bit difficult because if I could re-atomize things, I would certainly not be here. I would be a god somewhere. But I think I could perhaps fabricate a close similarity. Is that within my... 3D printing has got to be within my grasp as a Yeah, I mean, it's probably scientist. going to be easier to just make a whole new bag. How did this oh, happen? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's the best part. I wish I knew because Percy has a magic doodad which can what? break that can break fundamental forces and i'm very eager to look at it holy shit i'm never leaving you two alone again now now that's quite the exaggeration oof honey if you've got a box that can break shit down on a fundamental level like that then uh keep the hell away from me and maybe you know tell people when you're gonna use it next time I didn't know what was going to happen. Never done this before. <laughs> That's what they all say. Fine, fine. I'll just fix it. This is way above my pay grade. Okay. I'm quite eager to get my hands on that thing, but I recognize it's Percy's, so I shall not take it. And, and then uh, you'll say, you'll say very quietly, but not enough for... yet. <laughs> Let me know when those are ready for slaughtering. I, I make a, a mean lizard stew. I'm going to ignore that question, and you're uh, not allowed in the lab anymore. <laughs> bye bye. He's, he's going to start. He's going to push me. He's going to do that like weak thing where he's standing in place. His legs are going, but you're going nowhere. Kind of thing. Like, <sighs> please may you leave the lab, please. I, uh, I knock on the door as I walk out. All right, so uh, anything else you want to cover during jump space? No, you want to print have... a new box. Basically, yeah, maybe quicker. Just Do you have any engineering one. skill? I have a, oh, no, I don't. I have electronics, but I just realized that's not the same thing. Darn, no, I don't actually. 
Oh, that's not going to be great. What's engineering? Does anybody have an engineering team? skill? Oh, what? unskilled. Oh, no, unskilled is. There you go. Pat's got a level of engineering. Oh well, there we go. Yeah, then you can you can help out. Well, there. what does it use with uh, with it? Education, education, education or intellect? It's education or intellect. Yeah. Let's go with education. Uh, so I, I guess I can help you, uh, but I, of course, make snarky comments the whole time. Well, I mean, it, uh, this is literally just using the machinery. So, like, the professor doesn't even need to be there if you're just fabricating the box. So, right, yeah, you're see. just making a replacement box yeah. for the the one that they broke. Education. All right. I hope this works. Yeah. I guess oh wow! Pretty good. Yeah, amazingly. Yeah. Made a better yeah. box than they did. So you make a new box to put these things in. You, you've got the design pretty much down, you think. You've seen it enough times. It's kind of burned into your memory because they shouldn't have opened it in the first place. Nye, do you want to do any other tests on the box? Mm, yeah, okay. I'll have a little poke and prod at the bits and pieces just to see what I can get out of it. Uh, okay, what, do you want to give me any detail on what sort of tests you want to do? I... Ooh, hmm. I would, I ha, Nye has a theory. I would like to see if this is a type of technology of a nano variety. Uh, so I don't know what test that would be. Perhaps I'm checking for electrical activity or some kind of. If you're of checking for electrical activity, you can go for it. If you want to run it through a microscope and see what you can see, you can yeah, go for yeah. it. Yeah, I'll probably go for the microscope. That sounds, that sounds very science. All right, science uh, away. said no one ever that's a 13 for science Ouch. in a way holy shit all right so um you pull this thing under the microscope and you start looking at it by itself it appears to have a very very weak electrostatic attraction uh, mm. between each of the crystal grains mm. on a little bit of a, a supposition trial out there kind of theoretical science idea you get some more boxes and you put them under them together mm -hmm. and there is an increase in the electrostatic activity which would go some way towards explaining the fractalization it appears that the more of these little crystals you are able to get interacting with one another the greater degree of complexity they're able to show in their structure hmm. and that's just with two to four of them yes you can pull out like to... Fibonacci spirals and fractal design. Mm. I really want to take these, but I imagine they'll be upset with me if I take them. So I might just take one. <laughs> there is yeah, 180 of them. I mean, what are they going to yeah, count all of them? Slide. I'll slide two out so it's an even number. Just, uh, just there we go. Pocket in either side. <laughs> just, you know. Maybe, maybe put him where the hide actually. Yeah, I think he might put him where the hidey holes. Just and are you going to take them out of the transparent aluminium at any point to look at them closer? Not, not right now. No, because okay. he needs to get away with it first. <laughs> <laughs> if he doesn't get away with it, then there's no point. You'd have to give them up. So you spend a fairly solid week of sciencing and yep. training and doing your stuff. Pharaoh, anything else you want to cover? Uh, I will be looking at what's the latest fashion of Leos, and I'm going to make sure that I cover uh, macaroon in fineries that could feed a family of four for a month. 
so you know like a bow made of like the most precious fabric and little diamonds and what have you on Cnaeus at the minute the fashion is military gothic so it's like these arch uniform styles very much like totalitarian regime spectaculars but all in black with oversized collars and lots of sort of silver uh, decoration. Do I have anything in my 12 suitcase that could be fashionable with me as right now? You've probably got something that will make do. You won't be regarded as the pinnacle of fashion because it's not five minutes old, but you'll be able to blend in. Won't blend. Like, blending in at Milan weeks. Fashion Week. <laughs> it's been two weeks I haven't seen anyone of importance. Like, I'm getting antsy. While oh, you're... That hurts. Wait, you did you have one of the bunks on the bottom floor or the top floor? I had the finest room. You had the best one. That's up on the top floor. Um, Nye and Pat, then, I think you had rooms on the bottom floor, didn't you? Because now I have one I nearest think, the lab. I think I sleep in my ship sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Beds too. Soft. There, there's just there's just beer bottles at the you know at the base of her uh, of her uh, leather chair that lines the inside of her fire. Every it's so really often, cramped. But every she so likes often, it. in the middle of the night, the professor goes Familiar. back to the lab and crosses and just hears muffled. I wanna be. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like in the fire, like. I'm yeah. She's fine. She's fine. She's fine. <laughs> right, what I will do is I will ask everybody. We'll see if anybody hears, notices, detects. That cannot be oh, good. God. Oh, that's bad. Where does the steward? Where does the steward? Where would the person being the steward normally like sleep? Uh, well, if any of the rooms is yeah. good enough, it's not like you have to sleep outside someone's door, curled up. Yeah, then I would say probably one of, like, the nice rooms. Yeah, but you've probably yeah. got intercom access so that people can get in touch with you if they need to. Yeah, the professor is just really rude. That's why he just blares out everything he wants to say on the intercom rather than privately use the... <laughs> I, don't, I think, I think Lee, it might be you because there's not really an appropriate role for it. So your intercom buzzes... In the middle of the night, the night before you're supposed to pop out in Kneus space. And and the professor's voice comes over the intercom. Stephen! Stephen, I need you! That's really strange. I'm gonna slide out of bed and go looking for the hallway. Like, I'm, just, I'm listening in. Do I hear Stephen respond on this channel? Stephen does not respond on that channel because that's the intercom to your room. He's, why is he calling my... All right, uh, I would respond and say, what's the matter? Oh, so sorry, you're not Stephen. Is this not the ship's intercom? And I'm like, please, let me come uh, show you how it works. <laughs> uh, one moment. And I'm going to I'm gonna fucking like get over to that room right now. Okay, so you go into his room. He's working by lamplight on his desk he's got papers spread out everywhere sketches and notes and weird glyphic languages written down 
is I'm so sorry to bother you. Um, I, I've made rather an important breakthrough and I wanted to let Stephen know, but he's not in his bunk, so I thought I would hit the intercom and call him. Like, ah, I see. Um, and it seemed like he's telling, like, because he said he needed Stephen, but now he's like, I just wanted to share a cool breakthrough with him. Does that seem like any discord? Does he seem like he's maybe like a ha ha ha, nothing going on? No, here? he seems really excited about something. Right. He, he's clearly full of himself. This is this is the face of a man who's A, shit at poker, and B, has just discovered something that he thinks is cool and interesting. Okay. Then uh, I would I would be like, well, actually, you see, the uh, the intercom works in this fashion, so if you hit this, you'll be able to... But you could also just dial him directly, etc., etc. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm more or less going to give him the, the 411 on how to not call me in the middle of the night. Okay, while uh, you're doing that, do you want to make an investigation roll? Yeah, I'd be taking this in, especially if he's got any of his stuff out and it seems like, you know, interesting information. Where is... There's Investigate. And 11. Nice. Um, So it looks like he's been assembling diagrams together from multiple sources. And he's got a picture of what looks like a kind of spiky, armoured angel of some kind humanoid in shape two legs two arms head massive set of wings on it but it looks like a suit of armor rather than a living thing he does he he has like a diagram of it yeah he's got a diagram of this thing and then spread around it because you've got an 11 which is pretty good you can see that there are some separate similar looking diagrams of component pieces so there's uh, a diagram that looks like a headless statue uh, there's a diagram that looks like um, this sort of weird dinosaur head thing and there's another one that looks like a kind of plane or jet that if you flipped it around and turned it upside down could maybe take the shape of the wings on this angel thing do i know of more than one winged sapient species in this you know of none there are no winged sapient species other than the koinu and they're insect wings oh so they're not insectoid wings that's what no these are not insectoid at all this looks much more like uh feathered or or not feathered but steel wings like these wings yeah. were made out of exhaust pipes from a motorbike kind of thing i, I would look at them and i'd say oh my uh what's that mm, mm, my life's work this this I, I think i i think i know what it is now you see i've been researching uh one of the things that fascinates me is the the idea that there are these shared stories from our human heritage that still exist uh, we've lost our history. Our history is gone. The Wren destroyed it. And yet, and yet, there are these images and ideas and concepts that's deep, deep within our minds that still brew forth to the surface. And I found one. This, this creature suggests that humankind have been here before or that something from here has been to wherever we come from. This winged shape 
is deep in the collective unconscious of mankind. That's, and I'm looking at him and like, do I know that psychics exist or is this just sound like absolutely crazy? I, I think you would know that they do. I, there obviously there are rumors, people talk uh, and most people think it's kind of a hoax, but there are some organizations that look into it I'm that assuming you I are was, aware of. So I wasn't in that branch, but like I would have known people who like had a job that was like looking into that sort of a thing. Uh, there are people that come and take them away usually either from the government or from other places. So you've got uh, a couple of religious or pseudo-religious organisations. You've got research organisations that have a lot of intergovernmental power and you have sort of other research-based people and the governments themselves try and research psychics as well. Well, uh I mean, I think my initial response here is very polite yet skeptical, and I'm like, that's fascinating. So your research is based on, you're an archaeologist, yes? So or have you found historical examples of this image? And that's what Historical examples, no. Um, collective unconscious. But um, I have discovered in some of the works of some of the alien species, uh, well, most notably the Wren, but also some Tusi, uh, stories do occasionally make reference to similar looking creatures to this. So you see here, this is a Sumtusi text. And he shows you a scroll written in these weird pictoglyphs that look like they're written in metal writing. Uh, uh, this this is a, a Ren knowledge crystal. And he rotates it and a, a set of writing appears floating like matrix letters through the ether. Uh, and both of these make reference. Now, these these other creatures, they, they believe that there was a sort of precursor species that existed in this space before they did. And, and I have reason to believe that this may be a part and parcel of that. This is my research and I have a lead. This is why I was hoping to find a ship into the barrier. Because I think this... This being, this entity, could very well be buried out there. Do you think that whatever you're after, this collective unconscious individual item that you've seen referenced to in other texts, would have survived the destruction of all the stars along the barrier? Yes, because this, this thing is found in the records of the ancient Wren. It's found in old Sumtusi religious texts and is found in human memory of the time before we came to this place. Which There's is no based reason on to connect collective those unconscious evidence, which what sort of form does that usually take? Dreams, myths, stories, legends. I see. So you've collated accounts of people coming up with a similar idea. But you don't need to make it sound quite so cheap. Yes, I've consulted with uh, counsellors, therapists, psychics, uh, but also storytellers, historians. And the correlation with other species is the thing that really has me looking. Fair enough, but why this particular location? Well, if you see here, and he pulls out another text... 
and he starts pointing it out. Now, this particular phrase here, if it's interpreted in this way, it's implicative of an existence within a known part of space. Now, cross-referencing this against these documentations, and he's pulling other documents out, and he opens up a book, and he's looking at star charts that the stars don't look like anymore, and little diagrams that he's drawn in the leaves of his notebook. He says... So he pulls all this evidence together. It's total gobbledygook to you. I, I believe that, that at the very least, a fragment of this creature or evidence of its existence lies at the location I seek to dig. I see. And how do you intend to engage in a dig without a sun over your head? He expansively waves his arms towards the boxes of kit that he's got. So you plan to do this as if though you are an exoplanet? Yes, yes. Uh, I, I have enough equipment to set up a microdome. And from there, we'll dig down. How many months of supply do you have? And have you made any arrangement to be extracted once you have gained what you're looking for? Yes. Ah, extraction. Of course. I, I, I have Bugger. a question. Would Kerr have been told that this guy's getting on the ship? Like, would he have heard it? Because I don't think he's talked to this well, guy. Well, you'll have seen him curious. around at mealtimes yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. Like, on the scientistometer, is he like... If, if Albert Einstein is on one end and Nye Elder is on the other end, how famous is this guy's face? Uh, not really very. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Because I'm just thinking, like, he is either, like, super fringe or he's, like, He is guy... super fringe. Okay, yeah, no, that's, he is, that's he is super yeah. fringe. Kerr Car- would have no interest in him. Okay, and and he does try and talk to Kier because he sees him as, like, an intellectual equal. But you're, you're talking about these wildly <laughs> separate fields. He's talking about ethnoarchaeology and trans-historical documentation and you're talking big shiny thing in space go boom well yeah like i imagine that he would have had a passing interest at one point because he's that kind of like yeah you understand each other's language yeah but you're just like eh i was i was at a nappies when i stopped being interested in that stuff i don't know yeah it's it's like a, a paleontologist talking to an astrophysics astrophysicist Probably, like, if he doesn't... I would I would look around and be like, and Stephen's been out of his bunk for a while, right? Yes. Uh, does he not normally sleep at this time? Uh, normally, yes. Uh, he, he normally... Is normally he in is my around. bunk? <laughs> Do you want him to be in your bunk? We don't have an appearance score, do we? <laughs> I mean, he's something to do. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, like, I would have bothered to look for him if, like, I thought that there was anything sus going on. But um, if I know that he's hooking up with uh, the Marquess, then I would probably just be like, ah, I see. I'm sure he'll be by. Um... We've, so we've got all the information. I mean, I think I've got all the information he's about to share, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Alright, uh, I probably assume this man is, like, totally off his rocker. Uh, and I'm like, well, uh, do use the intercom if you need me again, as I have shown you how to dial rooms. And in the meantime, um, if you have any personal communicators that would allow you to speak directly to uh, your compatriot, I would recommend that. And I'm gonna, you know, bounce to go get some sleep. And Thank in the you. Morning, Thanks so much for your help. Yeah. In the morning, I will share, like, yeah, I think that guy is bonkers. He's intending to go to an exoplanet on the basis of something that he says is from the collective human unconscious and alien history. Did you say to Kira just Pat, you're on mute. to all of us? Sorry, I thought say you were it. saying something. I would say it to, yeah, to the crew members. Uh, like at some meal. Yeah, Pat, you're mute. I cannot hear you. No. Wouldn't be wait. the only bonkers person on this ship. <laughs> Amazing. So Pat's fabricated you a new box. No. That I have. And yes. I've, uh... Yay! I've uh, taken my time, you know, like there was there was a whole like Jesse Pinkman envisioning himself as Jesus moment where I was just kind of like, you know, sanding the box by hand and, uh, you know, washing off all traces of my fingerprints on it, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I hand it over and I'm like, yeah, don't break this one, please. <laughs> he'll give you a big thumbs up and then he'll start moving the things in kind of like haphazardly, like he's careful, but in a kind of not careful way and do, 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 but he is going to pocket to could, could you make an crystals. athletics roll what me yeah you oh god no all right no. yeah no, that's not... oh no i have a minus four in athletics am i still in the room <laughs> wait is this because i said i'm not being careful oh no okay yeah, loading it haphazardly well, that's a six. I mean, it's the best. It's yeah. It's, I fail. Yeah. So you're you're, you're you're shifting the boxes across. I Pat, do. you watch him yeah. start shifting the boxes across, and he's trying to he try he starts to get a bit cocky and picks up five at once, and yeah. the one no, in the I middle do. just slides out. And you watch it slide in slow motion as it drops out of the middle of the other four. And he kind of collapses the other four together as that one hits the ground point first and cracks. And there's this little puff of brown gas that comes out of it. Am I close enough to the door to pop out and shut it? Yes, you want to shut him in. (laughs) That I do. That I do. You'll have to make an athletics. (laughs) Yes. The, the, The good doctor is gonna put them in and then not feign because like he wasn't intending this but but do the oh oh no i'm now stuck in here with the thing i wanted to experiment with the shock but this was not intentional i I press on the intercom thing and i say you're quarantined friend okay Uh, and i and i message uh, immediately the marquee uh, we have to shut the lab down from all air, air circulation in this ship uh quarantine procedures please you can you're calling the Marquess to let her know that? I assume you're the closest person to the console right now. I mean, like, I can't do that from the door, I don't think. I'll ask Steve to go do it. 
So he kind of rolls over, grunts slightly, get gets out of your bed and pulls on a tiny little pink satin robe and just starts jamming buttons. What? Quarantine lab? What, what menu? <laughs> he presses a bunch of buttons. I'm not aware of that. I'm still in my bunk. I'm actually excited now. I get to play with the weird new material. Uh, hey, Percy, I don't know if anybody, uh, if <laughs> I don't know if the Mark guest got to you, but uh, we may want to shut the lab down. Uh, quarantine it, what? I mean. What does it do when it's out the box? But initially, it's just a little tiny pile of like blue crystals. Uh, but as you watch them, they're, they're kind of creeping out of the box. They didn't all fall out of the box. The box is just cracked. Mm-hmm. Um, but the crystals kind of break into smaller crystals. Okay. And then the small crystals drop through the gap. But they remain in electrostatic contact with crystals on the other side. And then very, very slowly, the first few grains come out incredibly slowly, but it starts to get faster. And it's like watching an hourglass go in reverse. As you watch these little grains all pour their way out onto the, the floor. Okay. And if I hold one of the boxes above them, do they shoot up? To, they to do. They rise up them. in over a course of about a minute. They start to yeah, rise okay. up in a little tower, heading towards the box. And the well, box, the grains in the box, flatten out along the bottom of the box. Well, I did want to take two, so I think this solves that problem rather tidily. These will go in a little Tupperware, and they'll go in the hidey hole. And I shall close up the box. I will neatly put it in front of the locked door and I will sit down and wait. I'll do, I'll busy myself with something else, but like for gameplay gameplay purposes, I'm not doing anything important. All right, so the jump drive disengages and you pop out in Kaneo's space. It's still a, a day away by subluminal flight. I was just uh, wondering. Because um, I tried to get as much information out of Steve as I can, as like, but camouflaging it as pillow talk. Mm-hmm. Do you want to make a carouse roll, and we'll see how much you get out of him? Yep. Plus two. So, what sort of things are you going for? What do you want to know? Well, I we're gonna start general, and we're gonna start like drilling down to whatever seems interesting or weird or okay well he's he's a graduate student and he's working for the professor because uh, the professor asked him based on his earlier master's thesis uh, because he's an ethno-archaeologist but he's a human ethno-archaeologist so he he deals with the limited thousand or so years of human history, but also into the mythic stuff that seems to have carried over from beyond that. So he's he's a, a myth nerd more than anything else. And, and he says the doctor's particularly interested in him because he knows about these 
um, old icons that appear in people's minds, like these ideas and tropes that they don't really have names for. Or they have like very, very limited names for them. So that they have like the, this idea of gods and this idea of monsters and these things they call angels, which are like um, people with wings. And, and it turns out he knows quite a lot well. about these angels. It's someone to do. Yeah. Uh, when you get him on his thesis subject, he, he gets a little bit into it and he starts talking about this. Um, human concept of angels that are these protectors and guardians of humanity and that they come from beyond the stars and that they raised up mankind blah 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 yeah, and that the I doctor think... thinks that they might actually be a real sapient species from this sector of space yeah, I mean at that point I'm not even in bed anymore I'm brushing my hair feeding macaroon like, yeah, go on. Cleaning Who up cares? tiny little macaroon pellets. But yeah, he's quite dull. Yes. Jesus, I can't wait to get Igneous because I get somebody better to do. <laughs> At least it wasn't the crow. No, no, you, you, you don't shit where you hate, you hate but you know yeah like, no yeah makes sense jesus i'm gonna make sure we get more interesting passengers next time <laughs> all right so canaeus space lee you're on comms so laser comms start pinging backwards and forwards friend or foe identification we're sending them the all of the quote-unquote very true credentials that will uh, stand up, you know. Uh, this is the doctor's research vessel. We are, um, you know, uh, here uh, traveling through, etc., etc. Yep, no problem. They give you clearance to come in. They don't seem to be all that fast. To be fair, they do have a fleet of warships, so they're not going to be that wa that worried. These these Attian warships are there, uh, and actually, Pat, that's that's quite interesting for you. Attian warships are kind of funky. Uh, they they don't adopt the sort of Yunnan model. A Yunnan model warship is basically a big dark grey rectangle in space with pointy bits sticking out of it. Um, very much a sort of Sulaco model of spaceship. Whereas the Attian ships, they've got a bit of design behind them. These things have got buttresses and um, archways. And the ones around here seem to be designed like space cathedrals. Are they functional? Uh, fully functional, yeah. But they've also I got mean, like form the as well. The buttress aspects are... Interesting. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I think I think my character spends a little time looking at that, and she's kind of nerding out. She's like, "Ah, oh, I haven't seen there very many of these uh, outside of the, you know, well, the before times." <laughs> oh, so, well, so thankfully, pretty. we've given them no reason to give us any trouble, and hopefully, things stay that way. You start getting uh, a secondary feed well. coming through on what is what's called the Attian diplomatic channel. 
And at this stage, this kind of remove, they're not letting you vote yet because there's still a sort of eight hour turnaround. But you're getting um, steady input about what people are voting on on any given day. There seems to be about six or seven elections per day on world. Uh, these individual referenda that everybody stops and votes on for what sort of policy is going to be adopted by the government on that day or on one particular issue. And you're getting these huge numbers coming back on these referendum. They're all sort of approaching 400 million votes one way or another. So like everybody is genuinely a participant in this process. I think people have the bandwidth to care about all this shit. Are they voting on like right now? Like what's one of the, the generic votes hey, that seems to be happening? I have a uh, there's a fisheries proposal that allows for extension of fishery rights into the northern polar region. Uh, it seems to be quite a contentious issue because this one is um, very close to 50-50. You're watching the numbers come in and it's sort of rattling between this sort of 40, 41, 42, 43, and the numbers are quite close. Earlier in the morning, there was one about um, legalizing the use of dried hemp powder as a medicinal extract. Not hemp, kelp. I meant kelp. Which was voted down because um, medical experts had put forth evidence that suggested that if the kelp was dried in the wrong way, crystal salts could be kept within that could prove to be either dangerous when inhaled or explosive if the crystals were large enough. Is that, Pat, is that your character smoking some, <laughs> some kelp and going... <laughs> but all this talk of crystals then reminds you about the, the professor doctor in his lab. Right, so now, if you leave these things alone, eventually they form. Once they're out of the inner atmosphere, they form into a single large crystal. Still only about a gram, but they, yeah, they form into this complex crystal structure. Um, just sitting on the outside of the other one that's still sealed. Yeah. Just kind of like hugging them. Okay. Oh, no, if it's still on, if you put it on top of the other one, it forms this sort of flat plate on one okay. layer. Yeah. with the flat plate of the other one underneath yeah. it. And then they start Ooh. forming these sort of complementary, slow-moving spirals. Ooh. Well, they're going back in the hidey hole. We'll experiment with them later when no one's on the ship. But I've sealed up the box. It's all locked up with everything else in there. This is me being chaotic, whatever the fuck I'm supposed to be right now, Pat. So chaotic nigh. <laughs> yeah, chaotic nigh. <laughs> Out of, out of character? I love it. In character? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just leave it by the door. I'm not I'm not doing anything else. I'm just waiting for someone to come pick it up because I'm done now like, Inter- in terms of the box <laughs> itself. I, I intercom you. Did you did you clean it up? I, I, I want you to do like a full run on your he- yourself medically. I know you're a fucking doctor. You, you can do this. Yes, yeah, yeah, give yourself a yeah. medical run on do, do, yeah, yeah. two or three. I'm no, not letting it. you yeah. fucking out of there until you've. No, no, yeah, yourself. I mean you don't have no, to. Do I've got plenty of mealworms. I do. I no. Yeah. No. Well, your character obviously. I know you. Nye doesn't have any cyberware. <laughs> uh, no, I don't Other have any cyberware. Of course, yeah, I, I don't have any cyberware. I didn't. 
Bioneer think to do that. Okay, just just uh, checking because it was relevant at this juncture. No, don't worry about it. Uh, but yeah, he. I'm gonna be like, uh, yeah, no, it's all done. Box is sealed. I put all the stuff back in. I made a little clear aluminium thing and slapped the gram back in. No problem at all. It was super easy. And I'd like to roll deception. Oh is this supposed? Because I mean, like, I don't think my character's the most trusting character. <laughs> I got an eleven. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I'm a bit leery about um, opposed roles against other player characters. Completely so he sounds understood. convincing, and he is a scientist and a doctor, but it's up to you whether you believe him or not. I'm going to give him uh, the wary go-ahead uh, after I ask uh, the, the question. Well, the, the lie is specifically that everything is back in books. He does not care about getting out of quarantine. He's got plenty of mealworms to eat, and there's a, there's a test tube in the back for all the other stuff. So, like, he really doesn't care. All he's, the only lie he wants is for the box to be gone so people stop bothering him. I would have to open the uh, environment on the inside to take the box, so I, I need to know before I break your quarantine. Um, yeah, he'll he'll give some affectation. And, that and all those particles on the inside. Hmm? Yes, uh, all those particles on the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All back inside yeah, the box. You... I fabricated a little identical and a clear aluminium container. Popped them back in there. Nobody will know the difference. And there's no dust in the air scrubbers or anything. No, 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 no. It very much wanted to go back in the box. Back in the box. All right. Because, you know, where, where I come from, protocol is taken uh, very seriously. And, you know, I, I don't dig everything that where I come from uh, did. But um, I think they had the right idea on that one. Uh, but whatever. I'm opening your door now. To be fair, where somehow. she comes from, they have a protocol for foreplay. <laughs> Wait, do they have foreplay? I don't think they uh, do. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> the protocol says don't. <laughs> it's two weeks of writing do letters not. to her father. Oh, yeah. of course, yes, naturally. The fourth play is remove clothes. Hello, I'm going to have sex with you. Hello, I'm going to have sex with you. Hello, viewer. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> they're, but they're, they're doing it through, like, a hole in a sheet. Well, yeah, 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 that's what I was about to say. But also, and it's also, witnessed, and you have to sign contracts, and yeah. I definitely did not enjoy this at any point. If, what, what, if the elbows touch, you've gone too far. You yeah, yeah. What what you just played out there, Pat, was their PSA video on it. Where did they go wrong? They took all their clothes off, obviously. <laughs> exactly. Where's uh, the protective gear? Where's yeah, the kneecaps? Full body Come on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he he'll he'll like slide that out. As I said, he's if you want to keep him locked in, he will not have any protests. There. There's literally no point. I've already contaminated the air. You're unlocked. Okay. All He's right, Lee, you're up in comms. Um, bum, bum, bum. Mm. Uh, Vero, you're also the person who is good with trade and such like, yes. so if you want to go wa- and... I wanted to know, I've uh, been meaning to ask, considering it's the capital fashion of this sector, would have I been there before? Uh, you may well have done, yeah. Uh, possibly even before you were the Marquess, when you were uh, tooling around the galaxy as just an idle dilettante looking yes. for stuff to do. Yeah, this is the sort of place you would have visited. There are two sort of fashion capitals in the Attian consensus. This one and then a much smaller one, which is like their counterculture fashion centre. 
which is a smaller habitat, but you've probably been to both of them and investigated them before. So the job boards start to become available when you're about four hours out and you can start looking for cargo, for crew. Now, for... I'd like to look for um, like um, the highest class of passengers and look for someone I do because I'm not doing that mistake again. I love the idea. It's like you're scanning through and you're looking for oh, someone. Oh, no, and uses... scanning through it like yeah. it's Tinder. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it's you're doing. Literally left what and I'm right doing. swiping. I love it. <laughs> oh, no, you've done your selfie all wrong there. No, whatever one is. No, I don't know. Never used him. So um, the, the high passengers are mostly going to Atia itself to Liviana, which is also in the consensus of Atia. Um, To Fausta, again, an Attian planet. And to Junia, which is the last of the, the Attian planets. You probably don't want to be trying to make the jump to Liviana because... Oh, I might just lie to them. That's three jumps away. But that's where the high passengers want to go. They, they've got their eye on Attia, um, Fausta and junior uh junior looking it up on the gazetteer is probably one you want to avoid because people going there are like space amish they go down to the planet and they start farming and they abandon all technology and they get this sort of weird uh, no. commune chill out we live with bronze age technology kind of vibe going on How are they more Amish than uh, um, actual real-life Amish people? <laughs> Sorry. So the Attian passengers are probably the ones you want to go for. You've got some diplomats returning home. You've got um, some local, not nobles, but wealthy people, the equivalent of nobles in the Attian consensus, who are returning home from a holiday that they've been on on Canaeus. Or from you recently attending Canadian Fashion Week. I I think that unconsciously, as someone who's dodging our diplomatic responsibilities, I'm going to be pinging the diplomat first. There's also um, an ambassador wanting to head back to Sobilir Prime, which is galactic north of Canaeus. Uh, they appear to be offering the best money at the minute if you can get the contract. Ambassador and a diplomat. And the ambassador would be if we were to go to the... Yeah, you've got to remember no. Sobele Prime is a planet at war, though. Yeah. No. So one of the reasons they might be offering more money is because it's more risky. They are, however, going in the right direction for the professor. Yeah, but I mean, I've had enough of Steve, I think. Which is fair. He 
it's not exactly a Uthan stock, is it? No, no. However, the Sobalir ambassador um, is a different story. Uh, while he himself is an older gentleman, he has a young adjutant that is his nephew, who's very athletic. To the ambassador. Yeah. Like, All right. Let's go like for the ambassador. And to be perfectly honest, his secretary's rather nice too. Okay, okay, okay. You're telling me to go with the ambassador. I'm going to go with the ambassador. Why well, I mean, if you want to go with the Atians, um, you've got a whole bunch of fashionistas heading home after Fashion Week. So they're very pretty people, but likely to be high maintenance. Well, you're pretty much telling me to go with the ambassador, so this is who I'm going to pick. Okay, so in that case, whoever's making the steward role uh, to try I, and start advanced booking passengers, if you could make a steward role. Yes, uh, indeed. Uh, you are going uh, I at, think it's me, right? Yes. Dice minus four. Wait for it, though. Plus two. So it's dice minus two. Uh, dice now at plus one because it's got a big population here. So is you're it a uh, broker role? No, it's a steward yeah. role for passengers. Okay. So it's steward plus one to make the role to see if you can land this contract or at least an interview to yes. land this contract. I've got a ten on my role as I know exactly what to say and I wrote the messages. So very nice, uh, you know spam advertisement uh, saying, welcome aboard the vengeful bitch, of the vindictive bitch. We've got quality, class, and style, and we'll get you where you're going. And that's a, that's a good selling point for you, actually. If you're going for high-class clientele, you've got staterooms, and staterooms to spare, which a lot of people wouldn't have. Uh, do you want to try and get any freight, or cargo, or mail, or anything? This would be over to the brokerage. I wouldn't care about it. Does anyone suggest to the Marquess to get anything else? Okay, she's just doing space tinder with the help of... Just doing things. space tinder. Okay. I, I think I think my character's a little too hands-off to suggest that, but, like, you know, if anybody had her uh, on hand in the comms, she would say, oh, yeah, get us some cargo, too. That never gets old. Also be concerned with... Things. I'd be concerned with... So we're meeting them at a particular starport to make the exchange, right? Yes, you're meeting them on the starport at Kneos. All right, and there's, a, there's, like, one starport for the planet? Yes. I would begin looking up, like, you know, uh, the floor plan and security and stuff like that. Sure. Mm. Especially, spe especially where, it, like, checking out the drop site. Yeah. Drop site appears to be a bar, again, like the pickup site. So it's a bar located inside the station but not too far inside and you're supposed to be dropping off to a guy who looks exactly the same as the guy you picked it up from well i think i'm going to be on hand to do that 
I suppose I'm probably the most equipped and capable of surviving the aftermath. And is there are there faster than light communications and travel that like exceed there the rate? No. Um, okay. This is why travelers do so well because you, you're also the Pony Express. So, but there is weird shit going on. I'm just thinking they saw the two of you, so maybe you two go to the drop, but I will go to the bar ahead of time and just kind of like scope the place out. I would probably not be handling the drop off. It'll be on Hawa, I think. All right, everybody. Uh, here's how we do this. We pick up the new passengers first. Then I go deliver this. Because I, I, I probably pick pissed. up those passengers. Yeah, because the nation that Sobolir are at war with is the Yunnan Empire. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. Uh, I'm also going to make sure that I'm wearing the least uh, offensive vest I have. You know, like the, the nicest poofy has vest. A little, has a little Prob- poofy Probably like that. the Marquez is going to fetch something out of her wardrobe to disguise you as the least Yanan possible. Oh god, this thing's really different. Thanks? <clears throat> Frankly, a little chiffon scarf would do it. Clearly not, Yanan. They would never wear chiffon. Think chiffon. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're wearing. Right, so um, conversations between uh, yourselves and the Sobelier ambassador start to increase in frequency. He's starting to ask more information about the ship. Uh, he has a crew of four people. There's himself, secretary, adjutant and technical advisor and they do have some cargo that they would like transported and they are happy to pay a premium for no questions asked on the cargo yeah and this is all done very very subtly nobody says you know hi we're weapon smugglers Mm -hmm. But they they couch the <laughs> nice face like oh, oh they're weapons. No I questions didn't asked. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, thank you for I'm, spelling I'm that. I'm very out. aware of diplomatic. Um, yeah, he's using cases. diplomatic channels to move. Some, I mean, he's obviously he's not traveling with like forty five tons of guns in a box, but whatever he is moving is going to be something more valuable. So it's either information or. A technological edge of some kind. I say I'm not really interested about what they're carrying. Just how good they are at carrying it. Yeah. Right, so eventually you reach Kneus Station and it looks out over a beautiful planet. There are shuttles going back and forth constantly. It's this huge ocean world. There's an archipelago. Um, running all the way around it. Uh, looks nice and warm. There are little white puffy clouds. You can make out little lights on the dark side of the planet. And there are there are yachts. There are yachts around this place like you wouldn't believe. But also a military fleet moving in and out of position. You've got a couple of docked military ships. You've got um, a bunch of these sort of ultra 
expensive yacht ships, kind of like the one you used to own. That are clearly the ships of the very well off. This space station looks like party central right now. And by the time you're there, you start getting warnings flash up on your individual comms. Welcome to Atian Space. Please verify your ability to vote in consensus matters for the duration of your stay. Yeah, I'm used to it. Verified. And I would like to uh, vote for the worst options that I see, uh, very intentionally. Should puppies have human rights? Yes. Etc. Uh, <laughs> Etc. Et Should we have complete anarchy every Tuesday? Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, go for that. Yeah. Well, by the time you dock, no pants worn on Fridays. Yeah. There, there is, uh, there is a consensus question being floated through the system, which is to do with food st food hy hygiene standards uh, when it comes to mixed meat products. The and there the is a, no one needs there, to there's, a, that thing. there's a relax the status of it and allow mixed meat products to be a little more vague about their contents. And there's a Titan option, which is um, actually, no, we want to know exactly what proportion of this is rat or human. Rat and human taste the same. <laughs> I'm really not going to ask how you have a frame of reference for that. And I'm going to vote to tighten those restrictions. I want to see... I want to see what percentage pork is really in that role. Do you have to vote? You start getting really annoying reminders on your device. Right, okay, yeah, then the, the professor will literally just, like, have uh, to flip, press something, because he's not interested. He's like, it's a freaking... <laughs> professor just presses A for every answer. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's like, it's literally like a snooze alarm on, a, on an alarm clock. That's that's what he's treating it like, because he's busy doing other stuff. Uh, you people uh, are not right for the consensus of Atia, right? That, that's, that's the way the mark is, is. Oh, yeah, all those, like, fucking reminders all the time. Just, just yeah. tap on yeah. something and maybe yeah. okay. <laughs> When it pops up, vote go. <laughs> Whoever's we the are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> We're frat boys in space. <laughs> and so the vindictive bitch comes to dock at the starport. You've gone for an outside berth this time rather than an inside berth. So the ship backs on to an external docking port. A lot of the internal ones are overtaken with yachts and people who own yachts. And the ship maglocks in place, seals on. Well, and you go I through think, decontamination uh... to get onto the station. Who wants to go and where do they want to go and what do they want to do? I'm going to give Rawa the professor's slate for the transaction. Okay. Do not want to go on. I want everyone to leave the ship so I can do some experimenting. Um, I wanted to know uh, did the ambassador want to meet or what? What was yes? The ambassador does want to have a meeting. You, you've done most of the paperwork. It's just a sign-off. He just wants to make sure that you're not too good to be true. Okay. So I'll probably be handling that. So he wants to meet in the Travellers Aid Society bar. Which but he can I get can you access? signed in. Yeah. Okay. 
So now you want to stay on the ship. Hala, what's Hala going to do? Uh, so my first question is, do they have one of those, like, uh, check your weapons here for the duration and pick them up afterwards? Actually, no, that's stupid. She's going to leave all her weapons on the ship. Unfortunately, she doesn't get to do that cool, like, pulling her weapons out of her various parts scene that everybody does. Uh, you know, just just pretend she does that on the ship, uh, emptying out her pockets. And then she uh, she heads out to the bar. See, okay. how well, this is why when espionage, one becomes the weapon. Oh, honey. I can punch you under a table. <laughs> I love the idea. Is that, that like drinking you under a table, only more direct. I'm Lee, not what a are you going to do? Ursel is going to like coordinate with Hava and be like, all right, Hava, I'm going to go scout the area out. And um, if I see, you know, and I'm, I've got like a flower brooch and I'm like, and I'll switch my brooch to the right side if I think they're on to us and they're about to hop you. And then we can uh, resolve it. But I suspect they would not be stupid enough to start some sort of an engagement in a Law 10 spaceport. That would be most unwise. But um, just in case. They are a strange group of people we're dealing with to be sporting the precise same face and (sighs) unsure of their counterpart's name. Yeah, I really hope they just don't look inside of it uh, and just hand over the money be very nice if they did, you know. I suspect yeah. they would not be willing to open it in public. But they would yeah, have so other I means don't see any reason why this should be a problem. Right, so but, Hala uh, doesn't head out first. Persilias heads out first yeah. to get to mm-hmm. the, the yeah. sort of downtown version of a bar. Yeah. And it's a little lounge place, again, somewhat lower than the main thoroughfare that it's set on. They seem to have a bit of a thing for underground locations, whoever these guys are. And it's a, a, a fake wooden bar. Looks like it's been made out of um, resined seaweed to look like wood. Uh, there's a, a really strong smell of shellfish in the air as you're passing through this district. Uh, boiled, cooked, finely sourced shellfish with... Lots of rich, buttery smells circulating around it as well. And as you head into this bar, there's about half a dozen people in there. They all seem to be fairly quiet. You've got two groups of two. Uh, One couple, one pair of businessmen sat having a drink. A couple are mooning into each other's eyes. There's one guy sat at the bar on his own. And then a gentleman sat at a table alone perfectly calm perfectly still he has a glass in front of him but he hasn't touched a drop out of it and he matches the description of the person that howard saw before all right i I pay them no mind and i head to the bar there's one loner at the bar correct yes there is yeah i size them up what do they look like they look like they're waiting to jump someone or their security or they just here to drink no it's uh it's a, a guy, he looks like he's been working all day and has just gone into the bar to relax. He's undone his tie from around his neck and undone his top button. And, and he's drinking a, a big glass of a sort of clear, it's almost clear liquid, kind of a pale yellowish clear liquid. Hmm. I will walk up to the bar and strike up conversation. Uh, 
and uh, just sort of maintain a cover there. But I'm trying to study everybody here and see if they look like they're packing heat. If it looks like there's an obvious escape route through the back, if it looks like they'd have to go through the front door. There, there is clearly a way out the back. Yeah. All right. The I guy that you're chatting myself. to is is quite flattered that uh, this this young lady in Uthan clothing, everybody knows about these day about Uthans, mm-hmm. has kind of sat down next to him and struck up a conversation. He's uh, how's it going? He's quite flattered, and he he engages you and offers to buy you a drink. I'd be thrilled. Tell me, what do you have here? What's the good stuff? Uh, this this is a, a local local drink, a cocktail that we make using a spirit brewed from seaweed flowers. Seaweed flowers, it sounds lovely. Yeah, we take the I'll petals and uh, let me get you one. Uh, and it's mixed with uh, a citrus, sparkling citrus beverage that we produce on some of the islands. And he, he has the barman bring you one over. And it's it's this interesting mix of, sort of sweet and bitter. So the flowers have clearly got the bitterness, and then it's got this sweet overlay over the top of it. I love this because my airport drink in real life is an amaretto sour, and I imagine I've just found the space amaretto sour. I'm like, <laughs> very nice. But yeah, so I would I would maintain like casual interest in the things he's telling me as I'm actually there in case this stuff goes down at the meet. So you scope the joint. Hawa comes in a little while later. Um, like Nyarlathopic says, subtle as a bulldozer. Although she is wearing a very tasteful pink chiffon scarf. She doesn't know what chiffon is. Uh, <laughs> Why have I got a long hanky around my neck? She just she just takes it. She's used to it. Not most things are a lot a lot more uh, involved than uh, the culture she's from. Oh, you, you'd where, be familiar with scarves. It's basically like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't yeah, know what shift on. hides itself. the nape of your neck, which is of course sacral. <laughs> you know, it's awful. It's just that's yeah. No, I mean like there, there pornographic are parts, at that point. Yeah, yeah, no, there's there's parts of the the place where you've got like very puritanical uh, outfits. Yeah. So like she she's accustomed to covering certain parts of her body. She's just not accustomed to the particular fabric and you exactly. know the finery of it. Literally, Everybody the does second that Hawa <laughs> sets foot in the bar. Um, the the mark i guess stands up uh, so you re- you can see him straight away he stands up when he sees you walk in through the bar and it is eerie how much he looks exactly like his counterpart that was two parsecs away that couldn't possibly have got here before you but he is the spitting image of the other one down to the clothes and everything you don't look a day uh, day older. Good friend. Thank you. Uh, as you say, we attempt to make sure that transactions can be conducted in absolute trust, so you'll know exactly who it is you're dealing with. Can you I know purchase for you a beverage? I'm uh, kind of hoping to uh, get a move on. Uh, I'll take a beverage. Sure. Well, yeah, please take sit. A, take a Just a beer. So you're you're Whatever brought a beer that. that's got like a little wedge of citrus fruit of some kind. It's this sort of pink citrus fruit wedge jammed in the end of your beer. Do they have ash ta- uh, ashtrays on the table? No, goodness oh. no. 
Do they have like any sort of like that was voted out have, years like, ago? Do they have a napkin or something? On yeah, the table? You, yeah. He brings you a napkin with your drink. She puts the fruit on the napkin. I trust there were no problems with the transit. She uh, kind of taps the box gently. Excellent, excellent. And you've identified no sign of any pursuit or interest in your craft? No. No, nothing at all, actually. I'm kind of surprised. The way uh, you've been talking this up, I figured there would be. Wonderful. This is why we like to go with independent contractors for a job such as this one. Well, we're happy to be of service. He slides a small credit chip across the table to you. Here is the second half of your payment. Thank you very much. Glad you're doing business. Thank you for a job well done. Then he reaches under the table and he slides the briefcase back over to him. I, uh, stay there a minute and sip my drink. He he frowns a little when he, he handles the briefcase. Sort of hefts it a little bit and then puts it down again. Thanks for the beer. You're welcome. Has anybody tampered with the case in transit? I look like I'm thinking for a long while. Uh, and then I say, tampered. No. Can you make a deception? Definitely a <laughs> I was hoping oh, they could do this without having to make one of those. <laughs> God damn it. If only you you knew what experiments I'm running while you're all out. (laughs) What happens if it interacts with my contact lens? I do have two re-rolls. I'm going to use one right now. Ha! (laughs) Yeah, she just deadpan. No. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, A pleasure. Perhaps we will contract you again another time. And he Pleasure. picks up the briefcase and leaves. Let's walk out slowly, but, uh, you know, with intent. Um, when I study him, does he seem, do you have any sign that he's, like, sussed? He is incredibly difficult to read altogether. It's, this guy gives nothing. Uh, in fact, what I will get you to do is probably an investigate role, I guess. Right. Or if you want to find out deception, you have to roll deception yourself. If it's but it's not a for. deception that we're we're looking for on this chap, really. Um, like studying him more or less. You're sort of studying him, so you could, you could make an investigate a, a basic investigate role, mm-hmm. or you can make an. engineer now it's mechanic or medic yeah i'll be going with investigate because okay. i guarantee that my my investigate is up four and any of that's probably down three so let's see uh ten uh he appears to be 
less human than human, to counter the words of Mr. R. Zombie. Uh, either this guy is heavily laden with expensive and camouflaged cyberware, or he is partially, if not completely, synthetic. Are androids that look exactly like humans a legal thing that just exists? They are, they're not exactly something that would be common. Most places couldn't manufacture them. You'd be looking at technology beyond what the human polities could manage. And since the human polities are among the most advanced. The highest tech level in the system was the Ren, right? Yes. The Ren Remnant have a tech level of 13. And do I have any knowledge of synthetics from my experience in espionage in the surveillance state? Yeah, and the shit. Uh, we're talking the, the T-800s, the T-600s had rubber skin. We learned to spot them real quick. That's about the limit of human technology. They can mask cybernetics quite well. In a person that is mostly human, they can give you skin grafts and covers and plastic and artificially grown flesh that will cover it at tech level 11 or 12. But these guys are like next generation. If they've got cyberware, it's invisible. If they're synthetics, they're invisible. But they're not right. For, for reference, like for the ones that you're describing, the ones that they like picked up really quickly, how much of like on the Turing test do they pass? Like if a regular schmo walked up to like one of the rubber faced ones, would they go, oh, you are a synthetic or would yeah. there be like a, okay, no, okay unless sorry, you I was were just trying to really it. quite stupid the rubber face ones would be like I am um, I mean you, you'd say wow this AI is really developed oh yeah of course but you yeah, wouldn't you're assume like, oh my it God. was human yeah, yeah okay interesting whereas these guys clearly pass most of the time mm-hmm. you can't always right. tell I just he... I wait for Hawa to leave and then afterwards I make up some excuse to go a little while after he seems a little disappointed, but um, he's quite gracious about it, and he, he thanks you for the conversation and gives you his com details in case you're in town again. So, Vera, you're at the uh, Traveller's Aid Society Lounge. Um in my fineries and of course in my handbag is uh, a bunny iguana macaroon naturally uh let me think he's sobelier isn't he bear with me a second well don't think you told me where they were going Mm-mm-mm. And there's the Marquess. Uh, the Sobolier ambassador is heading back to Sobolier Prime, I believe. Yes. Uh, so the man you're looking for is Commodore Quest. And when you give his name at the entrance to the lounge, he says... The, the, the steward waiting there says, of course, 
miss. Let me show you to him. And sat at a very well-appointed bar, you've got this stocky but well-built older gentleman in a military uniform, his hat's on the bar next to him, salt and pepper hair, clean-shaven, quite a stern look to him, he's got a bit of a scar in one eyebrow, and he stands up when you approach and takes your hand. When you offer him the hand, are we going like hand out or hand out? Probably out of, like he's he's cultured. So he does kiss your hand when you offer it to him that way, mm -hmm. and he bows slightly to do so. Uh, wonderful to meet a lady of culture in these parts. Please join me for a drink. My pleasure. Is there anything in particular that you would like? Or may I suggest one of well, the local beverages? Oh, maybe I'll try something new. Yeah. What's new in the Ignius? They, they have a local drink here, which is a combination of seaweed flowers and this carbonated citrus drink. Perhaps you will like it. Sounds lovely. So it comes in like a wine glass and it's chilled and it's this sort of yellowish colour. Sweet and bitter at the same time. Kind of like Edelweiss wine. Take it. Madam, it is a very great pleasure that you are able to accommodate us on the ship of your captain, who is a doctor, I understand. Yes. Wonderful. Uh, Scientist vessel? Yes. Excellent, excellent. And you say you have a number of staterooms which are available. Yeah, as you do. Good, good. This is this is wonderful. I I do not particularly enjoy travelling in low berths and I don't like putting my staff through it when I don't need to. Understandable. No, we are, travel we're, traveling, we're traveling to Sobelia Prime mm -hmm. and uh, obviously as a gentleman of my stature, much as I could call for a Sobelieri military escort vessel, I prefer not to do so. Uh, instead, we will reimburse you appropriately and at the same time, if you are able to carry a small cargo for us then mm -hmm. we would compensate you equally as though there were another entire passenger. Sounds good to me. Excellent. This is this is wonderful. And the rest of your crew, can you tell me about them? There isn't much to tell about them. There is yourself and this uh, scientist doctor. Mm -hmm. And the other really hired hands. Okay, I, I'm a little concerned because I know it from the file that... Uh, one of your crewmates is a former Yanan soldier. Defected, I understand. Ah, defected. Very interesting. I think uh, you wouldn't be in better hands than with an ex-Yanan officer. I, I understand. Those who managed to break free from their ridiculous mental Are the, programming. the best ones to protect you. Quite, quite. And uh, I'm quite safe with, with my adjutant. And, and my secretary, they are 
admirable bodyguards at the best of time. And, and he sort of gestures over to a, another table on the other side of the room where this tall, handsome, young officer is sat quite rigidly next to a, a slender young lady. And there's a, a shadowy third figure with their back to you. They have a hood instead of a, a hat, but still military uniform. Mm-hmm. So the, the contract will be for the transport for myself, my adjutant, my secretary, my advisor, and our cargo, which if possible, we would like to keep in one of our staterooms with us. Yeah, I mean, better for us. It's not occupying any cargo space. Absolutely. It is not particularly large. It is the size of uh, slightly broader than, than I myself and maybe a little taller than I. And it is all boxed and sealed. Uh, there is no risk to your ship and crew from transporting it. Uh, it is very carefully maintained. Well, uh, when do you need to leave? Well, at the earliest possible opportunity. Uh, ideally, we would like to be on our way to Sobele Prime within the next two days. I understand if you need to pick up any uh, cargo or mail or other passengers and such like. Well, I need to refresh my wardrobe. Of course, yes. Well, few better places to do it than on the world of Cnaeus. I must say I rather approve of the current style. It is, uh, it feels very home to me. Mm-hmm. Although the, these very large collars are quite extravagant. I do not uh, think uh, you would be able to fight very well wearing like such a, as these. Yeah. I think... Uh, it's like, would there be something about me that would like kind of be a tell that I'm from Utan or... Like, I mean, it would probably be on your file and he did say that he's yes. looked at the files for people on your ship. But how much was I able to have that file modified? Um, not a great deal, I would imagine. Uh, he clearly knows that you're nobility. Mm-hmm. And he knew that you had an ex-Yanan crew member. So he's probably quite ki- ca- quite canny. You suspect this guy's probably looked into your ship and crew in some detail. So he, he probably knows that you're Uthan. He probably doesn't know much beyond that, other than the fact that you're a Marquess and that you potentially have duties as such. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but the rest of your attaches like to join us? At the moment, or when we are aboard your ship, aboard your ship, the definitely moment. they will. I've I've been I've I've been on a jump for a week with terribly boring people. Well, please come and uh, join us at at the table. Uh, we need not sit over here at the bar. Um, I thought you might wish to discuss privately first, but yes, come and come and sit with us. Uh, would you like to take dinner? We are about to eat shortly. Oh. Yes, of course. Fresh seafood from 
the consortium in Batya. Absolutely, they have some of the finest shellfish. So you, you sit down at the table and uh, the nephew is, is very handsome. Square-jawed, um, sort of dark, um, sort of olive-brown skin. He's got his hair swept across, military style, but shaved on both sides. Uh, dark brown eyes. He has a small goatee and is very, very broad across the shoulders. The um, the Commodore's secretary has a, a ring in her nose and her ear and a chain running between the two. And she's wearing two studs over one eyebrow, which you know are service studs that you don't get for just being a secretary. What are they? Service studs. You, you would get them for sort of serving five years in the military in a frontline capacity okay the, these aren't the decorations of a an idle back office paper pusher and she's quite live rather than heavy she looks like she'd be very quick you wouldn't want to play racquetball against her mm -hmm. and the third member of his party is this very, very thin, emaciated-looking man. He's got deep, sunken cheeks. Again, quite a dark, nut-brown-coloured gentleman with these very intense brown eyes looking out of his hood. Um, he's got this long, dark military coat on as well. He, he looks very much like a military intelligence kind of guy. And it's, it, judging by the look of his face, he hasn't smiled in the last 15 years. I think, like, I think my aim for the rest of the time I spend with them is try to get them to loosen up a bit and see if they're fun at all. Uh, well, uh, the secretary, when she sees Macaroon, her face just lights up straight away and she coos over your, your little pet. Oh, he's lovely. What is his name? Macaroon. And I'll... I'll... And what an adorable creature. Where did you come by such a thing? It came she, she's ship. kind of holding it there and, and like mm -hmm. jiggling it in front of her face. Uh, it came with the ship. It came with the ship. What wonderful. Uh, this is that's so lovely. A uh, pleasure to meet you. And you, you sit and you have food with them and everybody sort of relaxes a little bit except for hoodie greatcoat guy who's um, rocking the edgelord vibe. I'm going to try and drink him under the table. He's not drinking. For shits and giggle. He's on small glasses of water. He doesn't even drink big glasses of water. Jesus. And he, he picks at some small prawn-like seafood where the others dig into these bastard great lobster things. Okay. Like stabbing a noosagui to death. Okay. Reference. <laughs> that if you know, you know. All right, Nye, back on the ship. Everybody's out doing their thing. You're all by your onesie. It's just yes. you and the iguana bunnies. It is. 
And of course, I'm keeping them safe. I don't want them near the experimentation because that would be dangerous, of course. Bunny guanas, they could be. Iguana bunnies, bunny guanas. Yeah, it's not. We we don't have to worry about that whole terminology of which one is which. So, there's something I would like to do, but I don't know if it would be fair for my character to make the the jump in logic. But I would like to see what happens when the unboxed stuff comes into contact with an electronic device, something off the ship's power. So like a tablet or some kind of computer or something. But I can't, I I don't want to do it just because Nye thinks it'd be interesting because that's not a scientific way of doing things. So I probably would be using a microscope or something like Okay, so what, like a a single circuit or something? Yeah, just because it has electricity in it. So I want to see what would happen. I don't want to let it loose on the ship. Yeah, I understand. Can yeah. So you you pour the you you put this crystal. Yeah, just near it onto an electrical device, Mm -hmm. lowest setting on the microscope, binocular scope, and you're looking through it, and it spreads over a course of about a minute, minute and a half. It spreads out along all of the circuitry patterns. Um, Where possible, it slides inside cracks in the device. But first it mimics the circuit patterns on the inside, and then it kind of slowly tries to move inside. You can stop it before it does, but it definitely mimics internal circuitry externally. and can I get it out of the device? Will it? If I have the boxed one, will it? Will it return to? It the will return to the boxed one. Okay, yes, that's okay, good thinking. Well done. Okay, so the boxed okay. one is a way of pulling it out of things. Right. Ha ha ha. Okay. I imagine that was like a really simple circuit that just like put on a light bulb or something yeah. like super basic, like a torch or something. Yeah. Oh boy, but it does turn on to... the torch. It. Without without me applying power without to you the applying torch, any extra power to the <gasps> oh, torch. Oh, okay. Oh, the things I want to do, but I, I think it probably would be fairer to not. Fuck it, fuck it. If I've already done that, I I think he's the kind of mad scientist that would definitely immediately try and interface this with like a tablet. Um, I probably have like, like a a blank one lying around with nothing on it i don't know it's it's the hyper future like i presume yeah like the ship would have had like a stack of tablets yeah yeah yeah, in the lab ready for you to pick up and start recording individual experiments exactly yeah like not nothing fancy i would like to place the unboxed one near it and see what happens so um, straight away the unboxed one starts to elongate out towards it it sends out like this um crystalline pseudopod it's like all of the individual crystals break apart again into grains and the grains attached by some kind of electrostatic attraction move over one another until it comes into contact with the tablet and as it comes into contact with the tablet it kind of pulls the rest of it along behind it and it slides up over the, the tablet at first the tablet powers up as it makes contact with it and it sort of sinks into the interface and breaks down into these little tiny grains again and goes inside the tablet and the tablet starts cycling through applications and memory 
okay and all the basic stuff that comes attached so camera functions come on mm-hmm. writing functions come on and it just prints lots of gobbledygook on the okay. screen interesting like complete gibberish but like in a language i can read it yeah it's like like something's accessed the functionality of a keyboard and pressed all the buttons to see what they do interesting okay hmm i think what i would like to do is uh, first off can i say out of character i now totally get why the scientists and things like alien do the shit they do because this (laughs) is fun (laughs) i know this is super dangerous but this is so much fun okay uh kind of want to leave the tablet but i'm not sure what its capabilities are so is there is there a container a tupperware perhaps that i can leave the tablet in and just like something self-contained that's yeah, not so attached you want to, put to it an in electrical like a, a system self-contained that's like a yeah. plastic tub that just you can put it just in. Yeah. to see if it gets smarter because at the moment what it seems to be doing is just trying everything on the tablet and i want to see if it can go past that point if it's inert and just after like, about an hour, the, the tablet does power down again. Okay, interesting. And this stuff sort of starts to leak out of it. Right. Okay, well, what I'll do is I'll scoop it all back up onto the little cube, put it back in its smaller Tupperware, and slide it into the hidden compartment, because I don't know if people are going to be in the lab, and then I'll go back to doing... Okay, as, as you scoop stuff. it up back into its container, it makes the shape of the letter A inside <gasps> the container... Whoa. Okay. Okay. Oh. And then as it gets close to the other one again, it presses up against the side of the container. Yeah, yeah. And then the other one also makes the shape of the letter A. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Right, well, I'll leave that for now. Okay, I'll just put it back. I'm excited. Okay, Nye, can you make an investigate roll? I can. It's going to be an utter failure, but I, I can definitely do that because my investigate is very bad. Uh, where's investigate? There it is. Yep, this would be... Oh, no, it's only a minus one, so it's not the worst. It's a five. You don't notice. I don't notice. I'm what? a... I'm a yeah. How are you the next one back to the ship? And you do notice because... Uh, there's a drilling crew. There's a drilling crew on our ship? Not on your ship yet. They're kind of waiting in the um, foyer just outside your ship. Hello, hi. What are you doing here? Uh, yeah, we're, d- we're, we're here for the, the drilling job. Yeah, you must be mistaken. What drilling job? The drilling job for the, the professor in the asteroid. I don't know what you're talking about. I think I, I would have kicked them out the ship as soon as we landed. Like, no, you didn't pass the interview. Get off. <laughs> That's not stopped him. He's also waiting in the lounge. Yeah, the, the, the professor over there. And there's the archaeologist who you've had for the past week. Uh, oh, that professor. I'm sorry. There's two professors on board. It's very confusing. Professor, you can... Wait, hold on. Are you saying you're coming on our ship? Yes, um, I managed to extend my funding. 
It's wonderful. Uh, they've given me enough money to afford a drilling crew. It's excellent news. And you're heading in the right direction. So uh. I just want to go in that way with you. Uh, I'd love to retain your services into the asteroid field. Uh, but if we can only go as far as Sobelia, that's fine too. I can always get an onward ship from there. But um, you're my good luck charm. Uh, Your steward, such a helpful chap. Really helped me get my head on straight. Uh, Helped me recognise all sorts of things. Didn't it, Stephen? Didn't it? And Stephen's like, yeah, he looks really tired. He's not been sleeping. Well, you know what? That's fantastic. I'm very happy you're making breakthroughs. Um, you're going to have to talk to uh, the Marquess, though, because um, I think she's booked some other passengers. Oh, I'm uh, sure there'll be room. I'm sure there'll be room. These, these chaps can share. They, they won't mind. Uh, besides, I thought this was the science scientist's ship. And uh, so, I, I mean, the scientist kind of has a handoff approach to ship ownership. Oh, oh I see. Right. A researcher so doesn't want to be bothered. Is- Yes, you understand completely. Uh, the scientist does science things. Other people do the everything else. Got it? And uh, the Marquess does the business and Understood, understood. Well, uh, stuff. Would, you, would you mind giving her a call? Uh, let her know that we'd like to retain your services further. I'm sure she'll be amenable to it. She'll be back post-haste, I'm pretty sure. I was certain that she left before me. He's uh, off carousing for the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you're 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 an officer, aren't you? Is it all right if we get set back up in the in the cabin? Sure, sure. You know what? Um, I'm sure she's gonna go ahead and say yes to this. If not, uh, just make sure you don't like you know assemble things inside. Uh, everybody, come on in uh, and you know uh, bunker down, but don't wait in the lobby. Kind of creeps me out. Of course, of course. So, um, Lee, you arrive just as Hauer is waving the professor and his I turn to you immediately and an entire uh, drilling crew. Watching this did, happen. Did, did, did the Marquess okay this? Uh, tell and me I, she did. And I'm like, I thought that she, I thought she kicked him off the moment we got here. Well, are we? Well, she, we he hasn't wait, left. And I'm like, well, we're, we're going to Sobelier Prime, right? Does that make his stop on our way? Totally does. Like, I, I, I have no problem personally, but, um, you know, the Marquess might. And also, we gotta get going fast. Like, I, you saw that man's face, right? And I'm like, that individual is not going to take long to realize uh, that yeah, we that's have given them that's a what counterfeit. I'm saying. At which point yeah. in time, they will be, you know, what could you... Could you I could, think he realized could, it the second I handed it to him. You, you're a bodyguard. Why don't you call your charge and uh, get her back here? So, Pharaoh, can you make a carouse roll for me? Same, of course. She's taking way too goddamn long. Oh, my word. Well, the Commodore himself is very impressed with you. (laughs) He thinks you're wonderful. Uh, He starts treating you like a favoured niece. Um including you in everything, telling you old war stories. The nephew also seemed... And the secretary both seemed quite taken as well. The um, the military advisor stops giving you stink eye. He's, he's not 
he's not warming to you, but he's starting to see that you could be a useful asset, mm-hmm. which is probably the best you're going to get out of him. But the, the 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 adjutant and the secretary, they both relax into their roles. They don't see you as a threat. They have a few drinks. They relax. The Commodore relaxes, chills out a lot more. At some point, he sends the military advisor off to go and uh, transfer the cargo onto your ship. He says, well, it has been absolutely wonderful. Would you... Would you mind escorting us to your ship and we can get get settled and maybe start straight away? Yes. Yes, of course. I will I will have a, a steward from the station bring our effects over to your ship, which truly a fascinating name, and you say it was named after his mother. Yeah, I I it made me laugh, so I kept it, you know. Very good, very good, yes. Okay, well let's make our way back to your ship then. And then your comm goes. You would have like ten messages at this point on your on your phone if you were checking in. Okay, because I put it on silence. Like, oh, are those fucking votes? Like, I don't care. <laughs> the the last one probably says we need to leave now. I, I like the idea that they they get in more severe as well. Like they're starting to drill is like the last one. <laughs> we have a drill team. Uh, I've okayed them to get on, you know, uh, I figure you'll you'll do some stuff five messages later. We have a drill team on the ship now, period. So I, I'm just gonna like, right back, I told Steve to fuck off. It's drill team six. Steve didn't fuck drill off, the mark knows we've cheated him. Get back to the ship, we are leaving. All right, <laughs> all right. So Lee, at this I, point, uh, a very sinister-looking man arrives, pushing a grav-assisted box with him, which is slightly taller and broader than a human. He's wearing this sort of long leather-look military coat and has a hood up okay, to hide his face. Is it with me or with the? No, the, he's on his own. the The commodore and the other two are with you. They sent yes. him off early to get the cargo right. on the okay, ship. Okay, okay. No, we I haven't met him yet, so so he's. So this, a, this very sinister-looking, thin man arrives at the back entrance of the ship. Good evening. Yeah, I mean, I'm the stewardess, so I think this is my job. I show up and I'm like, "Good evening, welcome to the vindictive bitch. Have you, you uh, booked passage with us?" Stewardess of this vessel. Quite so. My Commodore has secured passage for our party with the lady who serves as your diplomat. Ah, yes, yes, of course. I am the to Commodore. bring our cargo aboard and store it in my stateroom. Of course. I will show you right to your room. Come, come. Yes, I've arranged several staterooms on one side of the hallway for you and your party, right this way. Nobody else will be allowed to enter the room. Certainly. Well, I will kill uh, them if I find them. Well, you seem like a very... I like this guy! We'll put a post-it on the door. (laughs) You seem seem like a very sharp man. I'm sure no one will get past you. But uh, I will leave leave your food outside. There's a... a, 
I will come Indeed. outside to join for mealtimes, but I do not require extensive service. Of course. You will be given the utmost privacy, These I These rooms you. will not need to be cleaned while I am present. I am sure your fastidiousness knows no chef. bounds. Now then, allow me to show you to your room and chamber, which will not be violated during our passage. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, so this guy pushes this massive post-it. box one-handed through the corridors of the ship. Uh, a couple of drilling engineers sort of walk past and sort of skirt the wall past him at one point. I'm putting this guy in the opposite end of the hallway from everyone else. Yeah, very wise. Just put a post-it that says... That kind like, of puts him next to Nye's room. <laughs> you know what? Uh... <laughs> My room, well, you say, with the experimental thing in the box. No, not the lab. Nice room. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. I mean, I'll just, I'll, I'll let everyone know. Um, big man with box says he'll kill anyone who goes in his room. I wouldn't test him. He looks it, like he'd take a few hits. Is, is like he's obviously whispering. Is that like a hard? Like if you go in, he'll super kill you, or is yes, it like a kind correct. of haggly? Oh, you I'll will get not you. Su- okay, you will not. You will not survive. I trust okay. me. You in particular. <laughs> I mean, you in particular, doctor, will not survive. Me, you know, maybe I could swing it. You know, no, yeah, you will no, not I, survive. I, 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 no, no, no. Hey, hey, I wouldn't. I would never. Uh-huh. I would never interfere uh-huh. with another nation's uh-huh. material if I was going to get caught. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> Ignore that last part. You definitely didn't, like, you know, shortchange the person we delivered that weird briefcase uh, on the stuff that was inside of it, right? No. So at this point, uh, the Marques arrives with <laughs> three more individuals, all in similar military uniform to your scary passenger, although theirs look more official and less sinister. Hello. Yes, yes. Ah, yes. The the Commodore and party, please. I have shown uh, another one of your party to his chambers. Now let me show you to your chambers. Come right this way. You all have staterooms. Wonderful, wonderful. Excellent. This is wonderful news. Uh, My dear, thank you very much. I'm sure you have much to attend to now that we are back on your ship. Perhaps once we are underway, you can give me a tour and show me around. Of course. Uh, I I will be back tomorrow morning. What? Oh, and uh, and will there be any drink reception as we leave, perhaps? Yeah, Most certainly. There'll be, there'll be beverages for first meal as we leave. And, uh, you know, if you've already had dinner, then that we'll have... Uh, Wonderful. You know. Then we shall meet you in your ready room. Or do you have a, a bar or a restaurant? Oh, we have we have a, a lounge. We also have a an extensive meal room. We I will show you the dance floor. Yes, Excellent, you. wonderful. It has been many years since I have uh, had the chance to move on the dance floor. But let us be underway. Uh, the quicker we can reach Sobele Prime, the better. I'm with this guy. The quicker, the better. Why wait? I- I, I uh, so these these guys Pat are Sobelir natives, the people whom the Yunnan are at war with, and they're they're a little frosty when they hear you, and see you, and they go kind of go on guard a little. I bit. love Sobelir. 
Muscles great, tense. Great place. <laughs> maybe maybe not the, the best way to open with. I love them. They're great fighters. I mean, no, I've never fought any Zumbaliers. No. Great, great fighters. They, they, uh, such honor during the parts that, yeah, great, great people. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't worry. Your, your <laughs> diplomatic friend has explained your status to us. Um, as long cool. as you are genuine and harbor no ill will towards myself or my people, we will harbor no I ill will towards you. Plenty of ill will towards Yanan, no ill will towards anybody except for, uh, you know, those who would do harm to my crew and my uh, my fellow my fellow travelers. Your, your good friend guys. has seen to it that under no circumstances will I or my people allow any harm to come to you while we are on board. Oh, no, no, no. I, I mean, I mean, like, every, harm can come to me. That's fine. I, I meant, I meant. Ah, you mean in the term of Percy external and... harm. Lee, can you make an investigate or recon role? Yeah, I'll go with you. I'm just so happy to be going somewhere. I'm I'm trying to. I'm trying to get in here to be like, oh my god, shut your fucking mouth. We gotta. We gotta (laughs) want them to sus. Uh, I score a nine. Speaking of things that are sus, you recognize a figure (laughs) down the corridor coming into the departure (laughs) gate. Uh, a very familiar-looking gentleman in a plain brown suit. Oh, with a very neutral schooled neutral look to his we face leave. i send i literally i literally get on the i literally like is there like a un, undock button <laughs> not in the cargo hold but you could slam the door right. close and cheese I, it. I, 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 I am closing the cargo hold and i am turning and i'm like uh and i'm like ah yes uh my dear i put my hand lean in and say i've seen them they're coming Cockpit, take off now, and give her a little shove, and uh, turn to my friends. And as she's, where is the Marcus? Right there with you. I, I, oh, I would turn God. to our guests and say, "Oh, I uh, pay no mind to uh, the the help, as you know. Uh, often a hound is the best for sniffing out hounds, and I assure you, her very nature precludes her from any cooperation with the unfortunate state of the earth." But she is quite proficient. I, I swear, I'm a lot friendlier when we're not in stations. I hate I, stations. I, I, I've told you that he's coming. <laughs> I told you to go fucking take off. I'm looking at you like, what the fuck are you still doing here? Go, go, go! All right. And I am closing the hangar door, and I'm like, now if we I am all running please to go the to the goddamn this hangar, this hangar is not fit for such a fine diplomatic party. Your companions already come ahead with the cargo for their room, which no one's to enter. Please, please, please. And I'll look at the Marques like... Marques. God, so, Marques, you're kind of left me. alone in the cargo bay. No, no, I do not leave the Marques alone. I oh, I want to grab... I want, everybody but wants to grab You're not left alone her. in the cargo bay, apparently. They're both grabbing you. She's the They're person of attention right now. It's like, I'm going shopping! Go, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you don't! <laughs> And as you were heading towards the door, you could see the screen that looks into the lounge and you recognize the guy from the bar back on Quawat walking into the departure lounge with purpose, shall we say. Yeah. And then you see him again walking next to him. There are two of them. Then right, so... I'm gonna run to my room and like, what did you guys do? <laughs> to burst less. And the ship pulls Bloody away. Hell. And as you pull away, the connection with the station is lost. 
you lose the video feed to the departure I lounge. I go to the airlock. I go to the fucking airlock and whip out my sword. Anything <laughs> on the other side. I think I'm probably flying because I think Nye's in the science room. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Pat. Let's have a pilot roll. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> oh. If you only right, knew what I now want to do with the super special material. <laughs> One more reroll if this one fails. Um, is the six a pass? The six is no, not it's a right pass. Okay, one more reroll. Let's see. That's oh, even worse. Oh fuck! no! This is why you take. This is why you take procedure when you undock from a facility. You, you pull away from the dock, um, and the klaxons start blaring, and your headset on the table in front of the, the controls in front of you because you haven't even put the headset on. You've just kind of jumped into the chair and gone, Ugh! the headset starts <laughs> crackling like, now. warning, warning, vindictive bitch, you are not disconnected from space dock. You are not disconnected from space dock. I repeat. Slap a, slap a red L on the back. Of the <laughs> Lee, from behind the, <laughs> the, the grate, you hear this shrieking metallic sound as though something is being ripped apart by fantastic strength and the All ship right. kind of shudders and shakes a little bit everybody in the corridors does a bit of a shatner i come on the intercom and say we're experiencing some brief space turbulence if you would all please get to your rooms and await the end of the undocking procedures and um yeah i'm uh I'm can you make gonna... an engineering role lee uh, I can try. What's what stat would govern this engineering role? Uh, education or intelligence? Or intelligence. Uh, I think intelligence would probably be the one here. All right, I'll go for the intelligence one, so it's slightly not as bad. Now I haven't used any of my re rolls. That was a four. Could I use one of my Lee rolls? You can absolutely use a re roll. All right, I use a Lee roll on it. Uh, four, oh no! It's a five. I, well, minus three. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, I'm not an engineer. Uh, I would say, uh, you know, I, I would, I would be like, they're boarding, they're ripping open the fucking doors. You need to go. That's not what's happening. I say <laughs> specifically to you. <laughs> Seriously, just be like, I'm sorry, I'm still learning how to pilot this uh, thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. I, I so grab, you pull I away. And I say, ah, sorry about that. You, you pull uh, you away. Can fill the Marcus. And, and station control says, vindictive bitch, uh, you've just committed significant damage to the ship. If you try to flee without accounting for this, we're going to have to charge you with crimes against the consensus of Atia. Oh, no, no, no. This is sabotage of a space station. You've rendered our space dock inoperable. We had some small malfunctions you on the ship. You do have the so credit tablet of the professor who has two hundred thousand credits on it. If you want to make a transfer, yeah. I, I think I think we're gonna we're gonna pay right now. Uh, can I send some credits over via mail? Vindictive or, bitch. This is station control superintendent. Just to let you know that you are looking at a charge of one hundred and fifty thousand credits to cover damages done to the station and legal fees if you're prepared to transfer those credits now we will not dispatch gunboats to bring you back in 
we have that kind Do of it. on us? You have 200k yeah. on the tablet. Oh, I have like, I have like 2 million. At least uh, says yeah. No, you no longer Sending... have 2 million. Oh, I don't. Okay. Sold the shares. Like, never mind. Okay. Sending yeah, funds over right now. So sorry about that. Funds received, vindictive bitch. Please take care. When docking with space stations, you may want to get your rear hatch looked at. Will do. Much appreciated. Uh, now, the, the rear hatch, are they coming in the hangar or are they coming in the airlock? I think nobody's coming in. No, I, I think think just the broke their hat shit. Just ripped a chunk of the station off. <laughs> I think I just but, destroyed the ship running away too fast. Okay, so the okay, so oh yeah, not, no, it literally was like it, you know, it would have sounded to you like they were coming in, but as you pull away, there's this sort of final shrieking, grinding noise, and then it stops, and there's nobody hammering on the back door. So I have like 50,000 credits now, if I've done my maths right. If I had 200,000, 150,000 gone. The 200 came from the job we just shafted it oh, on oh, cool. because then, you yeah. stole yeah. some of their stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get on the that... intercom. I'll just put a zero for my money. I don't know how so much I have. So we, we pan our camera out from the vindictive bitch as it pulls away, trailing a few little bits of shrapnel and space dock behind it as it pulls away from Cnaeus Station and heads off out into space in the direction of Sobolir Prime. Inside, these two identical figures stop and look at each other. One of them says to the other, it's loose. And the other one says, indeed. Send a ship to Sobolir. We can track them. Agreed. And the credits slam down. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you very much for playing, guys. I appreciate it. I love the fact that you have absolutely no qualms whatsoever about poking fingers in things and you know, sticking your face in stuff, uh, licking the dangerous material, whatever. It's perfect. It's like nice. Gotta think nice. I understand why people in Alien do stupid things now. It's because yeah. it's fun. All mad scientists are now. I, I, I have had the epiphany. I know why they do it because this stuff looks cool until it's tearing your face off. Of course. So you fly away from the station. You've got a drilling crew, an archaeologist, his assistant, um, a small military group, and some mysterious cargo of theirs. You've got the weird little blue crystals in the lab and oh, these lizards. Oh, I'm so hiding that. Including <laughs> Macaroon, the spoilt lizard. And pocket. one pissed off Marques because she didn't get to do any clothes shopping whilst on Sobolir, on Kneos. And what's the point of going to Kneos if you can't buy clothes? Excellent job all round. Uh, we will be back next week. In the meantime, Lee, what's Diesel Shot doing next week? What's Liesel shot up to next week? Well, no, don't call it that. Tomorrow, uh, we've got a Change Stars special <laughs> involving the News Guy indeed. So if you like fish food and want or to see no how supply. the fish get made, you can see that in a uh, a proxy duel for uh, mating rights uh, tomorrow. And we are playing a mercenary group yeah. up against another mercenary group. There's going to be shooting and to there's going to be seafood. Who is going to fuck whom? Yeah, so... <laughs> Come on. I have a very interesting mating ritual. You might be involved with Pat if. 
8.30 p.m. Eastern to midnight 30 is the usual for that. On Saturday, every other. So this one on, next one off. Monday, D&D. Uh, the, they have just entered the bottom of the dungeon where one of the party members used to be imprisoned. And it's going to be very intense. And it's the beginning of the dungeon, so you can come in, be there from the start. Uh, coming out for it at the same time, say 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 11.30. That's D&D 5th edition. And Wednesdays, we, of course, have a World's Out Number game. Special guest uh, coming out, Professor White, also known as Fango Review. Wonderful streamer. Catch her on her own channel she as is well. much like Millie, uh, also nominated on uh, the... The Gamers, um, indeed. Yeah. 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern for that one. And then Thursday, as always, Uranium Fever, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, midnight 30. It is going to be great. Please come out, catch us, enjoy, have fun. And uh, yeah, that's that's more or less the shtick. That's everything we're up to. We also do some dev streams. Cool. Check out the speed on that delivery. Man knows his stuff. Uh, in the meantime, on Garbalet Games I know, next week. No, that's why I let Lee do it. We've <laughs> got Mystery Mondays, because we don't know what's happening on them. On Tuesday, we've got some more Dodeca, because Pete should have shaken his chest infection by then. Wednesday, we're hoping to have another session of Once Upon a Time in the Old West. I skipped Tuesday, Garbalet North America. What's happening on Garbalet North America? It's not more wrestling tomorrow, is it? And it's not Masks of Nyala Thotep. Is it Delta Green? Delta Green? Is it? I'm not sure. I think uh, the Delta Green is starting Thursday. Thursdays. Yeah, Ooh. Thursday. Okay. Hosted by um, uh, Jeff, I believe, from the Lollygaggers, which is super cool. Well, you'll have to come over to our Discord and find out what's happening in Garbleg North America on Tuesday, if something is. Wednesday, once upon a time in the Old West, we'll hopefully be back, pending fixing the technology problems that we were facing. Thursday, something entirely new is coming from Pete in light of recent issues and allegations that have been raised. We're going to hold off on our Pathfinder stream until we know more. Uh, and then next Friday, we're back once again for part three of Traveller Ren Space. Uh, in the meantime, you can catch up any bits that you missed on the YouTubes. Uh, you can join us on Discord to find out what's going on. We have a lovely little Patreon going on where you can come and see what's happening. And since we're coming up on sub-renewal time, don't forget, Amazon Prime customers, you get a free Twitch subscription a month. Why not use it on us? And that's all from us. So we've been Garbler Games. Thank you for joining us on this week. We've also got another exciting special coming up imminently. I think it might be next Saturday. We've got an extended super stream possibly happening, but oh, we'll hopefully yeah. have Millie give you some more of the lowdown on what that's going to be about. Don't forget to check oh, us out on all of the various socials. If you're on YouTube, come over and watch us on Twitch. If you're on Twitch, come over and watch us on YouTube. Uh, you can check out the random ass dev stream that I did the other day where I ran through how to plan an adventure and turn Veronique's shit posts into actual plot. I need to learn how to stop shit posting because you use that shit. Anyway, thank you very much for joining us this evening and good night. <laughs>